You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, punters and dribblers. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, the home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. If I sound a little muffled, it's because I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location inside a bunker three kilometres underneath the earth. 3.5. 3.5 kilometres underneath the ground. Um, if you're not aware, the Parramatta Reels have made the grand final. And look, whilst whilst we're optimistic, there is a chance they win. And if that happens, then the sun will actually be exploding before the grand final. As per scientific predictions and modelling. So we thought, fuck that, we're getting prepped. Obviously, dribbling yarn stops for no one and for, it doesn't stop for doomsday, I can tell you that. But that is why you see us here, if you're watching on the YouTube, um, with all the appropriate correct uh, protective equipment, um, these suits that we're wearing. Um, basically, the sun exploding, the only thing that could melt these suits which is why we've also taken the precaution of going 3.5 kilometres into the Earth's core. Look, we, um, you know, the scientists at home might be sitting there saying, well, if the sun explodes, the Earth evaporates, and that may well be true. But I'll be fucked, punters and dribblers, if I'm not doing the best I can do. (laughs) You know, what sort of man would I be if I wasn't at least prepared to have a crack at surviving. And that's what we've done. <laughs> we've gone deep within the Earth's core. 3.535 kilometres. This is usually at a depth where margaritas and, and rosés are pounded at. Yeah. <laughs> and I can confirm accurate. There's rosé bottles everywhere down here. Everywhere. And fucking margarita glasses. <laughs> Absolutely adorn this level of crust. Yeah. Um, we're in our hazmats. We've got our bloody canned food. We've got our dunny paper. Yeah. Um, I the brought the doggies off shot. Yeah, yeah. The girls out. are in bunk beds elsewhere. Yep, the babies are watching Bluey around the corner. We did manage to get some electricity down here. Generator. Well, we just we just ran a wire down here. Yeah. It wasn't too difficult. No. Um, look. <laughs> It shouldn't shock the punter and the dribbler. Tom and I have been preparing for this eventuality for some months. Yeah. Um, Basically, ever since they beat the Panthers the first time this year, we were like, well, listen, let's just get Dave to nip down to Woolies and get a couple of cans, <laughs> get some TP, start stockpiling it, and start. we got Dave to start digging, basically. He's been digging. He's been, he's been he's digging, been digging and that's where he's been the last week. We said he was overseas, but he's been putting the final touches <laughs> on the bunker. <laughs> he's done an, He's done a mediocre job. He hasn't done a great job. <laughs> he's done, as is, as is expected of Dave, yeah. a mediocre job, but yeah. a job done nonetheless. A job done. Well, listen, it was an awful time for him to get a girlfriend. It was. Because um, she's, not, she's not allowed in here yet with her 10 fucking, with her ten fucking housemates. So. No. Well, look, she, there was a risk she'd be carrying some sort of disease given yeah. she has that many housemates, and we thought the risk was too great. So we locked her out. Um, look, I fully expect punters and dribblers in the fullness of time to walk or climb, rather, back up the ladder, the 3.53 3. kilometres, mm. back to the surface 
given that I fully expect Penrith to roll through those fucking losers like a knife through a hot butter, yeah. or <laughs> the other way around. Well, it still works. No, the butter's hot. A hot knife through butter, not a knife through butter. But if the butter's hot, the well, knife will... The knife's going straight through it. <laughs> so it still works. It still works. Um, so, yeah, now we expect... We, we look... This is precautionary at this stage, but you know, you, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. So <laughs> it's um, you're dead right. It is what it is, you know. It is what it is. But look, I'd rather first. be I'd rather be up on the surface. Well, fucking oath. Clearly, however, <laughs> we find ourselves in a situation where Parramatta have made the grand final, and we're prepared to go on the big lift for our families. <laughs> And for the punter on the dribble. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to be doing this fucking podcast from down here. <laughs> but we're doing it for you, cunts. We're doing it for you. And also, the, I mean, look, the bunker wasn't cheap. No, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. Leave. So, you know, we've still got fucking... Listen, it's the it's the bunker that KO built. <laughs> <laughs> and Neds. And Neds. And fucking... And Pilot and Bloke. You know, there's no... There's no doubt in that. Look, without them, the bunker wasn't possible. Is there room for them? No. No. Not the point. No. Um, but, we, you know, obviously we see ourselves as sort of, you know, the leaders of the punter and the dribbler. So mm. much like the president goes into the bunker in times of dire... Strike. Circumstance. <laughs> uh, so too do we. I will say this. If you are a member of the Baggy Green, you already know this, but it's an announcement. If you do adorn yourself in Baggy Green, you do have a ticket to the bunker. <laughs> you will too be saved. Yeah, you'll be saved. Um, not your families, though. It's just you're going to have to make a tough decision. Like, do you want to keep playing cricket for the greatest club on earth? Mm. You know. Now, Think about this. Abandon your families and live. Stay with them and and, and potentially and die. Potentially die. Uh, it's a pretty easy decision if you ask me. <laughs> now, for the purpose of the podcast long term, we have just got confirmation from Dave that the air pressure is now safe for us to remove the masks. That was the last touch. And obviously we leave everything very last minute. We were just waiting for this place to pressurise, get some clean oxygen in here. It was very sulfury and I think it was going to kill us if we were to breathe it uh, just without the masks. I do think, though, Eddie, that we can probably uh, remove them for now. So let's just, I mean, you'll see us die on camera if they don't work. <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, it's digging right into my fucking larynx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is digging into the larynx. I know it looks better, but it's fucking annoying. Let's maybe get the goggles off, and then we put this on the top of my head. There we go. I think we're back now. There we go. Now we're living. Just going to do it like that. I mean, the goggles are falling apart. The goggles broke before I put them on, punters and dribblers, and that was a concern. So fucking Parramatta, eh? Fucking Parramatta. They did the damn thing. Good on them. This is also annoying. What? On your head? Yeah, it's cutting into me. <laughs> now, Dave, I did just get a text as well. Dave or Tobler, we are man, we are able to get um, coffees down here still. Sonoma have been very good to us, um, and they 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 drop it down in a little bucket and they just lower it down into the shaft. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that they just drop one off. Um, so Tobler, he's going to get it 
Um, very nice. Very nice of them. It's very nice. Well, of they're consummate professionals. Well, listen, they know that if this fucking... It, when Penrith win, thank you. When Penrith win, that their business is still going to be going and this is, you know, do right by us, we'll do right by you. That's right. Because if you're not prepared to put it in a bucket and lower it into the earth's core, then we'll find someone that will. <laughs> and we're loyal. We're loyal to a fault. To a fault. We're loyal guys. Um, and, you know, whoever looks after us, we'll look after them. Yeah. Now. Parramatta. Parramatta have got the dub. It was... It was a weird game. It was a weird game. Parramatta didn't play well at all. No. Um, for the first half. Yeah, for the first half. They, they sort of steadied the ship in the second half. There was uh, a, a, a pass... Pendicini's first try, which I was on, had him FTS. So that was good for me. Yeah. Pass was half a metre forward. It was comfortably forward. Look, I think ultimately it was not the reason the Eels won, but it was, I mean, you could, well, argue, well, you could argue technically it was points-wise, but the, the, the cows fucked many a chance. And, like, I only saw the second Regan Campbell-Gillard try, but it was as soft as baby shit. Yeah, it was. It was soft as fuck. And there was one time where Nanai fucked a try where he just needed to give the ball to Felt. Like, there were things in that game that definitely, um, you know, that the the Cowboys could have done better to, to get that win. I don't think... Obviously, that pass was fucking disgraceful, that the touchy was right there and the ref was right there and they still let it go. And then some cunts are like, it went back out of the hands. I'm like, he was facing backwards. So if it went back out of the hands, it went it's forwards. forward. Exactly right. They, they failed to recognise that. Um, you're right. The Cowboys had a shitload of chances. They were attacking the line over and over and over again and couldn't get the job done. Also... Parramatta were completing at 50% in the first half. So, unfortunately for the Cowboys, I think that it was just proof that you weren't up to it, you know? Yeah. You they, weren't they, up did, to they, it. Did, they did well enough, you know? They did well enough. My bet got up because it, was, it, it hit the fucking overs, which was nice. But it wasn't enough. But they, a valiant season, a valiant season. And you know you'll be, they'll they'll be better for the run. But I uh, listen as much <laughs> as I hate the eels, and I do, and I don't want them to win, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, I you know well done to them. They're in the big one. They've got they've got the job done. But it will now just be sweeter having them lose a grand final. It, they've done very well going up to Townsville, raucous crowd, full house, everyone up there absolutely foaming at the mouth. And they came away with the chockies, so to speak, Thomas. It was... I think that they'll be buoyed in some ways by going, shit, we can get, we can get better. Yes. There's a if, lot they of roll, if they roll that shit out against Penrith, Penrith, there'll be 50 put on you Penrith will half. beat the fucking piss out of you if you, if you complete that poorly. Um, it was... It was diabolical. It was seriously shit rugby league from them. And when it started, I was like, oh, okay, we're on here. We're on. Cows yeah. in the GF. Cows in the big dance. Cows going to do the damn thing. Ruben Cotter was in a rugby league mood to start the game. When he scored, I was like, mm. that was the most inevitable try I've ever seen. And it was just, he was absolutely hammering. But as it happens, as it turns out, how about Mitchell Moses fucking baby being squeezed out in Sydney? Yeah. That's a huge day. Crazy. 
But that's the sort of sacrifice you want to see. Well, for your seven, club. For your club. Yeah. If you're an eel supporter, I'm loving that. Yes. I'm pumped about that. If you're his wife, you may, be a, you may feel differently. Obviously, she may feel differently. <laughs> but I'm just saying as a support, because they, they're not going to get the job done. They're not going to win a, the game without him. No, they're There's not. There's absolutely fucking no way in the world. He had to be there. To get the job done. To get the job done. He kicked four from four. He was, he was kicking awfully to start the game, like kicking out on the full and shit, but he obviously was able to turn it around. Um which is cool. There's a lot of players in the Eels side, and again, hate the Eels, but players that we like, right? We've said that for Sean a Sean Lane had a Dude. fucking game. Sean Lane. He had a game, bro. He was like... Slender man. He was basically undefendable. Yes. Is that a word? No, I'm sure it is. Every time he got the ball in the second half, he did He would have had to be man of the match, wasn't he? They gave... I think he might have been man of the match. He if he been. was a man of the match, I'm not here. He should have been. Um, every time he got the ball, what do you get? 14 runs, 135 metres. He's now like the offload king of the NRL. 59 post contact, line break assist, one, try assist, one, five tackle breaks, 13 hit-ups, average play the ball How speed. many offloads did he yeah, have? Four. For. Terrific. Unbelievable. He was great. Yeah, he was great, dude. Former Manly player, obviously that's where he learned to play. Learned to play the game. 93% tackle efficiency. 30 tackles made. Mr. Cup-Lubber. One intercept, right. one kick diffusion, mate. Big game, huge game. You know what, he could, we could use him down in the bunker. We could. He'd do a job in a bunker. He'd do a job down here. Oh, he'd do a job down here, Tom. No question about that. He'd do a job. Played 66, brave, tough, hard minutes. Hard Australian minutes. Yeah, they were hard Australian minutes. Shout out to Sean Lane. Thought he was absolutely fucking terrific. Um... Eddie, just before we move on, can you just give us a, a, a taste of the cream corn out of 10? What yeah, is it? I've tasted it before. No, you have it a taste. No, I've had a taste. Give it a taste. No, I had it before. Just it's give terrific. a quick little no, nibble. I had, little... Too, I had it before. It was beautiful. Just a quick little no, one. No, it was, it was beautiful, mate. I loved it. Well, because, I mean. No, it was great. Edgel is sponsoring the bunker, so we just need you to no, have a No, I had some little... before. It was beautiful. It was okay. really nice. Okay, cool. Are you sure you don't want to try any? No, I'm not a big. Yeah, look. Nah. It was nice. Edgel, shout out to you. Um, why don't you have a? Why don't you have some, mate? Well, mate, mine's finished. Oh, okay. finished yeah, right. <laughs> mine's all gone. Okay. Um, nah, beautiful stuff. Beautiful really stuff. Really nice. That's no, really good. Really it was nice. Really enjoyable. Looking forward to tucking into the spam at some point. Yeah, the spam looks good. Yeah, the spam looks really good. Really nice. And um, the, there's a there's a some vegetable and steak we've got there. Um, some just some straight up beans. What's that vegetarian hot dog? What's that? Carrots, is it? Is that the one in the middle? No, I think that's that's just a vegetarian hot dog. And that's in there? I believe in some form, yeah. Wow, Dave that, might, Dave well, might, Dave, Dave, you've, you've, you've done well, that. mate. Yeah, I thought I'd treat try, you guys a bit. You, you know? might need to try that on the potty today. <laughs> we might need to get Dave to try that. I think we absolutely will. Just to know, like, if it's Well, just to be like, what is a veg... First and foremost, what's a vegetarian hot dog? Tastes like. Do they need to be cooked? Does that thing come out ready to rock? Well, if it's canned, it's got to come out good to go. Does it? Well, you don't have to cook it. You can warm it up. Well, we won't be doing that. But it will be cooked. We could whack it in the kettle, Dave, if you want. Just boil that kettle in We've there. got a new microwave. We do have a microwave down here in the bunker. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. Especially Yeah, for the bunker. And we've got power all the way up to the roof. Yeah, we do. Up to the ground level. Um, what else? Nan I not passing a felt that I was like, bruh, he is... Over. Oh, I don't. Well, he was. That he was, was tough. fuming. Oh, yeah. Kyle. Kyle was, was fuming. Uh, Jason Tamalolo binned in the 15th minute. I'm almost glad the Cows didn't win because it would have been fucked if he wasn't allowed to play a grand final. I get 
And, you know, I think um, Junior Paulo uh, had a similar situation. I think he's going to be allowed to play, I would hope. I haven't seen anything to the contrary. But I just don't think that it is right, reasonable, decent to be fucking players out for a grand final. Like, no, unless... There should... No, unless... Okay, unless put it... It's, no, I would got, say, it's no, got to be awful. I would say this. I would say this. I draw the line at something like Tane Milne. Bro. Who we'll get to. But, like... Yes. I, if you're going to go around fucking stiffying people, stiff-arming people... Yeah, that's different. When you've said during the week, doing interviews, being like, I've changed, I'm a new man. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, bro. They we'll were doing big pieces on him in the paper. Oh, uh, we'll get to you, After time, he got mate. sent off twice in a game, he's like, I've reformed, I've found oh, Jesus. Jesus. All right. Oh, All Jesus. right, Tane. We'll get to you, Tane. That's tough. Yeah. But... I know, like, Jason's getting three weeks. And it's also, what's interesting is he's going to miss World Cup games. So that I'm like, but this isn't the NRL. No, that's that's dumb. That's dumb. They shouldn't, it should be, it should be NRL, NRL games. games. Because also, then every, it's an advantage really to the Cowboys. They aren't losing a player for anything. Great point. That's a great point. Isn't, they're not losing him for shit. No, that's stupid. I hate that. If you're a Cowboy, you're loving it. But he's like, I want to play for Tonga. And I want to see him play for Tonga. I don't want to miss three or four games for Tonga. Well, he's going to miss all the pool games. Maybe they don't make it out of the pool stage without Jason. I mean, you'd assume they would, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but maybe not. You never know. Stranger things. I don't even happen. know who the pool, what the pool is. I haven't looked at it. I'm looking, looking at it now. I've got bigger th- things on my mind. Yeah, like the future of the universe. Yeah, where well, the exactly. sun's going to explode. Well, future of the solar system. Solar system, not the universe. Universe will go on in earnest. No, it'll go on. It'll keep trucking nuts. It'll keep and trucking maybe nut. somewhere out there, if the solar system is to perish, maybe there's a solar system out there where they are still trucking Steedens. Yeah, or an alternate universe, Eddie, because we could be in a multiverse. We aren't really sure of that. No, we're yet. not. We could be in a simulation. We could also be in a simulation. There's no way of knowing. However, in my heart of hearts, do I think that the Steeden will go on? Yeah, I do. No, I do. I think, at least I like to... It's comforting to me to think that it will continue somewhere, somehow, someone's trucking nut. Can I say, can I put this to you? How could it be, Tom, that God's winter game mm. doesn't live on? Well, uh, can I put something else to you? When the sun dies, there is no seasons. However, if God loves rugby league as much as he's told us he does, mm-hmm. he's, got, he's got all the boys playing yeah, across the universe. Across the universe. Everyone's trucking Steve. Imagine if that was the only game played universally. Um, imagine if we found other planets, right? Let's say there's, for argument's sake, there's another 10,000 species. Of humanoid or just... Of, just of, of intelligent, intelligent life. life. And on all planets, in their own winters, they're trucking Steve. They're trucking Steve, playing rugby league. And in summer, obviously, knocking in English Willow and fucking... <laughs> Taking the fucking lacquer off Taking nut. the lacquer off nut. Yeah. Just ripping them in. Oh, 100%. Getting the thing to, to fucking hoop around corners yeah. and turn a mile. Yeah. That would come... Because you're going to have different soils and different wickets on different planets. <sighs> Mate, can you imagine? Fucking different... I mean, I, these conditions... i tell you what I can be sure of. Of all that intelligent life we're talking about, no one ripped it like Warney. No, 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 no. He's, the one, he's one of one. He's one of one. He's one of one. Yeah. There'd be fucking aliens on Beta, Thinone, Xenu 3 going like... Bro, you heard about this kid. You heard about this cunt? This kid could play. Yeah, he could play. Look at his hands. He I half him. wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe a more advanced civilization has just come and yoinked him off Earth. Taking him. 
Gorn, we want you to spin up like like a, a bit of a um, a bit of a Space Jam vibes, but he's not coming back. But he might come back. Well, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. But maybe a Space Jam thing. Yeah, you know, he's now playing on a different planet. We get out. That's that's food for thought on that's, a Monday. Listen, that's a that's a it's a heavy fucking thing to think about on a Monday. But um, it's but the, it's it is what it is. You got to think about these things. You do. So the Eels, they. Back in their first GF since 2009, we all know what happened then. Mm-hmm. And back in their first grand final before that, since 2001, yep. we all know what happened then. then. Now, they say bad luck happens in threes. I think this is the third. This might be the third. For the Eels. Yep. Um, commiserations, if that is the case. We'll find out in earnest 7 p.m. Sunday. Um, although the land is, I know you're listening, it should be 4 p.m. It should be 4 p.m. It should be 4 p.m. Now, before I forget, and I'm going to need Tobler to get back up off his seat quickly, cut to a wide shot, Tobler, and get up. <laughs> now, we, tonight, 6 p.m., bloke.shop. Again, if you're still living above ground, you're probably going to want to get in on these before the world ends because they're not coming back. Thank you, Tobler. These suits are very delicate. I've got to be slow with my movements. Bloke dot shop. The Dirty Merger T-shirt. The Dirty Merger podcast T-shirt goes on sale. Bloke dot shop. Six p.m. Tonight. tonight. Do not miss these punters and dribblers. You want to be wearing this as we all go out together. You want to be going out in a fucking Hello Sport bloke in a bar. Let's get the front of the T as well. It's a Hello Bloke production. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Check that shit. Fucking love that Check shit. Check that shit. It's love got all the, all the great characters from it's past all, podcasts. It's basically, it's a nod to the DMP universe. Yeah. All the characters are in there. The carrot cake gets a run. Fucking Tom fighting an Ibis. Eddie struggling to swim. Me struggling to swim. Buoyancy that, issues. Div 2 Oztag. That's right. Denon, like, underhooks, panning some prick that Gilly suits. smiled at him in the park. Yeah. Gilly suits. Mayo Matty Man. the water boat, so- scissoring people. Mayo Man. Et al. Et al. Now there's grey, blue, charcoal, and cream. And they're fucking... Hot, 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 to hot. Bloke.shop, 6pm. Make smart decisions. The world is ending. Make smart decisions. Make if smart. it's ending. Well, if it's not, you got a t-shirt. You know, you got a t-shirt you can take under arm. No, you, look, listen. You need to make the smartest possible decisions you can while the pending... While the earth's pending. Yeah. And this is the smartest one you can make. I would almost argue that it's... Bloke slash Hello Sport... Shirt first, then find yourself a bunker set. Fine, yeah, well, because if the world doesn't end, but the sale has, you're fucked now. Yeah, you're fucked. It's all over for you. Because so, not like, you back. may as well spend the money. If the world ends, who cares? Money's useless and pointless, and it was just a figment of our imagination. If the world continues, then you haven't missed out on the great sale. And you've got a shirt. Yeah. So it's win-win. There's really no downside to it. You may as well just get one now. Fuck the Eels, but they're in a grand final. Congratulations. First team into the GF, Parramatta Eels. Obviously, when we talk rugby league, it's KO, but KO doesn't have a game this week, so I'm still mentioning them because if I could, if I had to say Eddie, I'd be watching KO. Yeah. 
Yeah, part of me would just wants to wait for the replay and just watch yeah. it. Okay, that's how strongly I feel about yeah. it. I don't even really want to watch it live. No, I'd rather watch the replay on KO. I'd that's like just me. That's just that's that's just me. Yeah, I'd I don't rather... even know where you can watch it. I just know that KO is where I'll be. Well, watching. I got no idea. All I know is that I can watch a replay on KO. Um, so that's probably what I'll be doing. Yep. Now the next game played on the weekend was the Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now. At one point, it looked like the Rabbitohs were going to do the damn thing. It really did. It really, really did. The Penrith Panthers didn't score a fucking point or a try until the 35th minute. But what you saw from the Parramatta, uh, from the Penrith Panthers was a side that can just fucking hang in and just keep turning up, keep playing, they, doing the same thing over and over again. And they go, okay, now you fall apart and we just... They win. had no fucking rugby league football. No luck For the either. first 20 minutes, no luck. They were up against it. That Charlie Staines try that was like, Jerome Luai ran behind a play was one of the great horse shit calls all time. It's like, I get the technicality of it, but it's like it made no difference to the result of that Look, try. get the technicality, but... I'd like to use a little bit of... Um, common sense. Common sense. Common sense, the winner, generally, punters and dribblers. You don't see common sense coming out of the bunker. You know what? You, you, you don't know, see it. Not this bunker as well. This is a different bunker. You know the irony about common sense, Eddie? It's not that common. I know. It's one of life's great ironies. Common sense is not common at all. You could almost be saying... Let's use uncommon sense and it'd make yes, more sense. Yes, and that would make more sense. Because it's, it's, you're taking the piss saying common sense because you're expecting common sense, but it's not common, it's uncommon because no one's no got one's, common no sense. One's, no, commonly, people don't have sense. And I'll give you the hot tip. The people they've got in the bunker, not our bunker, the bunker, the rugby league bunker, yeah. they have no sense. They're senseless. Senseless. So to expect common sense out of people with no sense Makes no sense. What was the name of that girl who had, like, no senses, but she learned to read and write and shit? Helen, Helen Keller. Helen Keller. That's the bunker. Helen Bunch Keller. of Helen Kellers up there. Serious Helen Kellers. A lot of HKs in that bunker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no knock on Helen Keller, one of the greats. No, it's not. That's a nod to Helen Keller, but yeah. we're just saying there's, there's HKs up there. Yeah. But HKs that don't reach the Well, Helen of Keller would be like, are you guys blind? Yeah. She you know would. what I mean? Yeah, she would. Helen would be upset with what she was saying. She was out of senseless individuals. And she can't see a goddamn thing. Yeah, and she'd be going, she'd be watching that going, this is fucked up. Even she would be like, that was a forward pass, Mitchell Moses. Correct. Or, uh, you know what? I'm going to use some common sense from someone who's lacking senses and I'm going to allow that Jerome Luai fucking pass to stand. Yeah, that's right. But not in the bunker. No. Not in 2022. No, you don't get that there. It's funny. I was watching the game with my sister, who's lived in New York for like the last nine years. And with the slow change of the game when you're living here and it sort of happens in front of you, you don't necessarily see how much it's changed from where it was to where it's got to. And she was sitting there going, why the fuck? Well, she's like, why is there another stoppage in play? Like the bunk, the amount of times the bunker is used, I know that's what everyone's saying now, but I just was seeing it through the eyes of someone who was like, what the fuck has happened to this game? Like she was, she was like, it was like NFL. Like they're just stopping for everything to look at absolutely every single thing. And you're just like, this is ridiculous. I've, look, they need to, the bunker should be used only for scoring opportunities. That's it. Otherwise, fucking leave it alone. Make yeah. a call on the field and that's it. And while you're at it, if you are going to just do it for scoring opportunities in 
that specific play. You can't go back to the tackle before. No. It's got to be that tackle. Then maybe you look at that forward pass in the first for the Because that's what go. I don't get about the forward passes, right? Like you can rule on if a guy's knocked it forward. And I don't mean just knocked it along the ground, but oh, it's come off his hand and gone forward. Yeah. But often in rugby league, doesn't matter if it's gone forward or not. As if it's if you've dropped it, it's a knock on. It's a knock on. It's a bit of a. I it's, mean, it's a rugby, rugby league knock-ons do my fucking head in, mate. Helen Keller would be losing it. Oh, hundred percent. Anyway, that's by the by. The the rabbit started strong, but I still was like, listen, when the Panthers get some seed, this could be anything. I feel like Sebo of uh, about even fame jinxed it. To a degree, oh, he went off. He went off. He so was early. like, he sent a message going, "I wasn't emotionally prepared to be up by twelve points." And he went off early. He basically said that at like the thirty-fourth minute, and then the thirty-fifth minute, Appy Carousel scored a fucking try, and then Toto scored one four minutes later. And you're like, Brian that, made that. That was Brian made the whole Rabbitohs defense look stupid. They're all tripping over each other yeah. and shit. When Cody Walker got nah, Brad, he got nah, Brad. Fucking hell, he got nah, Brad. And then like Cook is like tripping over and shit. It was it got embarrassing quickly. I'm like, but oh, also yuck. on half time, dude. So four minutes from half time, they're up twelve nil, and then they just go bang bang. And that Brian Toto one was like, yoink, thank you. But still had some work to do, did Brian. He bunced some fellas and then got over He bunced one fella. But he bunced a fella into a fella. So well, he, bunced a, a, he bunced a fella and then fella started tripping over a fella. Yeah. He bunced, he bunced Cody he dropped. He actually, he actually dropped three blokes. Yeah. He dropped three blokes. From one bunce. Yeah. One bunce dropped three blokes. That's the power of a Nabra. That's Greg Inglis sort of shit. But if you were, if you were like, oh, what's a nabra? That's a nabra. That's a nabra. When someone gets nabraed so hard, his teammates fall over as well. Yeah, that's a nabra from hell. And Brian dished it out in earnest. Yeah, Brian can play. Bro, oh, Brian can play. Kid can play. Brian's terrific. Now I would I like the ghost, Dylan, Dylan Edwards. Edwards. That mother. We want to talk about kids that can play. You know he got Player of the Year for Penrith. And he should have got man of the match, but I think they gave it to Cleary after that try he scored late in the game. Dylan Edwards is a motherfucker. 287 metres. Brian did 293. Well, Brian's a psychopath, and we know that. How many post-contact metres for Brian? 80. Go, go back, go down. Did anyone best the, the PCM king? Well, Dilly Bags got 70, not no bad. One. No one's even close to Brian. Well, bro. Dylan Edwards is at 70. And sure. then can we do it at how many runs? 14 tackle breaks from Dylan Edwards. Are you serious? Where's Toto's tackle breaks? Three. 14 tackle breaks. That's fucked up. Dylan's in some sort of form, bro. Dude, like he's he's not just... Like it's funny, him and Gutho are similar in that sense, right? Like they are almost underrated. I actually think he's better than Gutho. No, 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 no. They're not similar no in that way. Dylan is... No, but they are in the sense that, like, they're both they're both like the rung below elite fullbacks, even though you'd argue they're fucking... I like, think Dylan's playing elite football He is right playing now. elite. He is, but he's not Tommy Turbo. He's and I'll tell you what... He's I, not Tedesco. No, you're right. I hate, to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Eels fans. I hate to be that guy. But with Dylan playing the way he's playing... I think you're absolutely fucked. Yeah, no, you're in some you're in some hot hot poo. The difference on the weekend between Dylan Edwards and Latrell Mitchell was fucking staggering. Yes, it's. Uh, I mean, someone then put in a piece and they saying Trell's not a fullback. I'm like, I mean, he's been dominating all year, so I don't know how the fuck you'd say that. And then it's like, okay, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have the game of his life against the uh, 
greatest team of the last three years, and so now he's. I'd like to know. I'd, it'd be interesting to know what the actual reason for him and his defensive lapses was. Like, was it a fitness thing, or is it him his inability to read the game? Maybe it was just a bad game. No, no, no. That him not being there is not a bad game. That's like. No, that's but it, like no, no, no. You, you're either there or you're not. Of course, but I mean, is he is he is he always not or there? Is he, that's or what is I'm he saying. usually a good defense, a relatively decent defensive fullback? I don't know. Like, or I do mean, you think Penrith just literally found like what they needed to do and they just did it? Yeah, like Penrith just because like, a lot of people were saying, like, 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 there's quite a few people were saying it's it was fitness and he couldn't get back there. But then I'm oh, like, maybe, 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 maybe I'm like, I don't right. know. But like, he seems no one's saying this shit when he's ripping it up for the last few weeks. No one's talking about his fitness. He and came if, back fit and as if fuck anyone's going to ex- if anyone's going to expose him not being there, it's, it's Jerome Luai and Nathan, Nathan Cleary. Cleary. And it's so funny Jerome Luai's kick to who did he grubber it to? Was it uh, Targo? Maybe that was fucking. That was tasty. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and then Cleary, and then literally, what, himself. 12 minutes later, 22 minutes later, same thing. Now, um, when you're talking about fitness of fullbacks and stuff, that's what was Dylan Edwards. There was this play where he, I think he made a tackle on Trell or someone, like where he's had to run back and tackle him. And then as soon as he's made the tackle, he's then got up and run back, like literally the next play after he's made the tackle. And then the South, I think it was Trell's, like, put a kick in behind and he's already up and running back to get it. Yeah, and, and, he, just like, and he gathers it again. And he gathers it again. They're, apparently Dylan Edwards is the fittest guy at the club. Yeah. And they're just like, this is the sort of, this is like... You, Which you is know. where the, the chatter was coming from where they're comparing Dilly Bags. Obviously, that's not... Oh, it's not Dilly, Dilly Bags, Dylan Edwards, but it's hard not to say Dilly Bags when his name's Dylan. Well, because it it's, just, a, it's just such a good name. When he's doing that sort of shit and then Latrell's just not back defending at fullback yeah. on two occasions. Yes. Yes. And getting pumped for it. And I don't know. I don't know the answer in terms of whether Latrell is I'm mu- I'm just fullback. merely my internal musings. Yes, and, and the combos. But again, I just found it a little bit like, oh, you're going to just you're gonna shit on him after a bad game against Penrith, who the stat on these motherfuckers in the three years, 60... Can you just confirm the exact number? But it's like 65 games... Sorry, 70, 75 games, 65 wins or something. Like, the amount of game over the last three years. Well, mate, third straight grand final. But that win rate is fucking yeah, insanity. It, yeah, it's one And of they the, were talking about it as being, like, potentially, if they win on the weekend, one of the great sides of all time. If they... Mate, where is that fucking post? Where's my... Can so we get internet down here? I've still got reception down here. Well, we've got the we've Wi-Fi. We've got a dongle. We've we got a dongle one. installed. We've also got a fridge and a pool table um, because, you know, we get, we get fucking bored. Uh, let me just get something up for the punter and for the dribbler um, of whom means so much to us. Mm. Of whom means so much to us. Just in, just, okay, just, just, uh. The Panthers have won the New South Wales Cup and the club is just one way a win from history. Punters and dribblers, they've won the SG ball. They've won Jersey flag. They've won New South Wales Cup. They win first grade. Four from four. Holy shit. Now. I did not know that. I think it's worth pointing out that if you're dominating across the board like that, it speaks to... Systems and processes. Systems and processes, which there's a man to put them in. 
And if people were like, whoa, you didn't fucking happen when he was at club, shit like that takes decades mm. to fulfill, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like pr- planting a 10-year crop or like a beautiful fucking apple tree. Mm. And then after an orchard. Ten, an orchard, you walk out there 10 years later and you go, oh, these fuckers are good to go. Yeah. And you're just picking apple after apple. apple. And it seems like the apples won't run out, Thomas. That's what you're seeing. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Center of excellence, systems and processes, Gus Gould. Now, some people are like, it's not fucking Gus. But, like, I mean, it probably was. <laughs> Look. It probably it was. It probably was. I think we just need to be open and honest yeah. with ourselves. It, it probably, probably was. was. It probably had a lot to do with him. But, again, just the idea that you're seeing arguably one of the all-time great sides is cool. Because I kind of don't... There's almost an element where you could say you take him for granted because I am a Manly fan. You know, like when you're a fan of another side, you know, you can maybe like you don't want to appreciate, you can struggle to appreciate greatness in other teams because you're kind of like jealous or just frustrated that your side sucks or that they're not winning or that whatever. But like this team and the nucleus of it is fucking insane it's fucking rock solid and they've lost man they lost matt burden who's had one he's had a terrific fucking season well he's kicked kicked on oh well he's kicked up and on and he's kicked on and they've lost capewell as well glory hole who can play well all glory be to that listen it will be fucking impressive if the eels can beat this side for two reasons one They've already won one, so they know what it takes. You know what I mean? They've been there. They've done it the first year. They run up against the storm. Well, they've They're, lost one as well, which I that's think what also I'm, helps. No, but they're, so they're nervous as shit. Yeah. The, the grand final week, which all the players talk about. When they ask Cooper Cronk after the game, what you were like, what does it take to win? He talks. They they talk at nauseum about the same thing. Mm. Don't get too high. Don't you know? You need to be. You, you need to be. You need here, a yeah. flatline and then peak for the game. I do love that chat though, where it's like. Yeah, like I was thinking about that when I was seeing on the weekend where Kronk was like, you don't want to get too up and down, up and down. You don't want to play the game before you've played the game. Yeah, they, but I they all say it. I don't understand even what that means, but I love it. But you know who nods in unison? Guys that have won comps. Yeah, don't play the game before you've played the game. And you The last see- thing you want to do, Eddie, is to have played the game before the game's even started. Well, because listen... What's the point of playing the game before the game's even started? If you've already played the game and the real game hasn't started, then you've already played the game. You've already so played you can't the game. go out there and play the game because you've already played it. So you're not going to play it twice. You don't want to play the game twice. It's like when you and I dribble and yarn and then we realise that we're not recording. Mm. And then you and I look at each other and go, well, we, we can't now dribble and yarn. We've tried to dribble and yarn when you we've sh- lost dribble and yarn. You can't play yarn, the game twice. And you can't, you can't back up and dribble and yarn. And I think, Tom, that's what Cooper's talking about. That's what Joey's talking about. Yeah. Okay. Don't play the, Don't game, play twice. the game twice. And I fear for the. I think the Eels may well do that. I think the Eels could already be playing the game. I think they're as playing it speak. now. Yeah. Well, I hope they are for the sake of humanity. So do I. But I'm just look again. I'll be super impressed if they can get that dub. But they haven't won. They haven't lost one to win one. Okay. Mm. I think they're playing the game now, which means they'll play the game twice. And you can sure you can be as sure as shit that the Panthers boys who know what it takes they won't be playing are now. just. They're just cruising, bro. They aren't playing the game right now. I can tell you that for free. You'd, you'd even say that the Eels may play it two or three times. 
So then they're going, they're going busted. They're going completely fucked. It's not really a five-day turnaround then or a seven-day turnaround. It's probably like a four, three, two, one day. It could be a one-day turnaround. Yeah, because they could be playing a full 80 on Saturday. Wouldn't rule it out. Tell you who's not playing a full 80 on Saturday. Nathan Cleary. Fuck no. Liam Martin. Mate. Brian Tile. No. Jerome Lua. No. Isaac Tungo. Stephen Crichton. Well, Tungo, first grand final. Well, he might He might you're right. But he's got, you know... Charlie you, Staines might. He might, but you've got guys around those well, boys. Is, is May back? I don't think so. I'd be surprised. He did a fucking hammy. Oh, he did a hammy. But even so, if May hasn't played one either. That's true. So, so there's, it, boys that are play, there's boys that will play... A grand final before the grand final, yeah. but you just hope that they've got the people, the people around them to it. Like, hey, you've played... Don't play too many games. Like, maybe you play one. Well, there's, yeah, but there's boys out there that... Will play none. They'll be coming in fresh. Exactly. And they're the ones that touch all the footy. Yes. That yeah. dictate terms. You know? Yeah. Like, Isaiah, yo, he's played. He's, he's, he's won a grand final. So he hasn't, he's, not playing a sing, he's not playing a second. He's not playing a set. A single set. No. Absolutely not. Liam Martin, Kikau, Fisher-Harris. Those fuckers will go in fresh. Fresh to death. Not to mention, Tom, that not only did they get rested the week before the finals, they also had the week off last week mm. so they come in fucking fresh to death yeah having plowed the rabbitos into the ground 32 12 having no footy in the first 20 minutes and scoring four tries that all got called back so i worry about the eels and i'm hopeful about a tomorrow for the planet yeah the day after i'm hopeful for the day after tomorrow yeah shout out to that guy that wrote those books he's australian tom clancy or some shit no tomorrow yeah. when the war began <laughs> That's yeah. what you're thinking of. Is that like Morris Gleitzman or some shit? John Marsden? John Mars. Johnny Mars. Was it John Marsden? Uh, it was. Oh, hang on. Only the movie's coming up. Shout out to Tomorrow When the War Began, the movie, which was supposed to be one of seven, but it didn't quite get off the ground. No, it, was it wasn't a box office smash like we'd hoped. But shout out to... John Marsden. The progeny of the great Wally Lewis, Lincoln Lewis, who did start in the film. He did. And I thought he was terrific. I thought he was fantastic. I thought, you know what, the only reason it got to the big screen was because of the star power of Link Lewis. Is Link is Link still doing the th- damn thing? I don't know what Link's doing. Is he still acting? I haven't seen Link in anything for a while. I haven't seen Link for a minute. I don't know what Link's up to, whether he's acting, whether he's had a fucking uh, career change, but I haven't seen Link. Being the son of the king, it'd be a, it'd be a full-time job, though. Well, he was on Home and Away with friend of the show, Luke Bracey. And he I think was. Brace went and stayed at the King's house once. And he said, when you walk in the front door, huge fucking mural of the King in an origin jersey. In origin attire, like painting. Well, you're in the King's house then. Yeah, well, you know what you are. his mansion or his, what, his castle. Yeah, I think it was a castle. Yeah. King's castle. King's castle. He has been in a few, uh, he was in a one episode of a TV series in 2022. Called what? He was in a, uh, called Darby and Joan. Um, he was in a film called Black Sight and The Possessed this year and last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before that, he seemed like he had a break between 2016 and 2019, but that's 2016 and before was when he was really getting into his work. Yeah, right. Shout out to Link anyway. Uh, and Tomorrow When the War Began and John Marsden and Morris Gleitzman, who I know didn't write Tomorrow When the War mm-hmm. Began, but he was fucking, him and Paul Jennings got me into books. Yeah, shout out to Paul Jennings as well. Um, so the Panthers, they get the job done. Yeah. Um, brave season from the, the rabbit eyes in the end. Yep. Now, I, w- um, I just want to just, just quickly, two things. Yeah, bro. Right. 
Mitch Kenny can play. Oh no, Mitch Kenny can play. Mitch Kenny can play, bro. No, Mitch Kenny can play. I want to go back for a second. No, 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 jump back, hop back. No, Mitch Kenny, and you know what? It's good for the Panthers. Is Appy's going? Mitch Kenny, no, Mitch, dude. It makes sense now. I'm like, oh, that's why you let him go. Mitch Kenny's the real deal. Well, Appy's going to be Appy. You know, you're trying to manage a cap, Eddie. No, but but Appy's going to go. We got a real deal here. But I get it because you look. That's just that's just rugby league football in the salary cap era. You got to manage your squad. And I'm now like, oh, I thought you were going to really struggle without Appy. And then I saw Mitch Kenny on the weekend and I go, oh my God. Mitch Kenny's the real deal. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Mitch the real deal Kenny. (laughs) Mitch the real deal Kenny, bruh. Dude, real deal. Oh, Oh, real deal. Real deal. Oh my God. Sign me up, Mitch. Oh no, I'll take a fucking is 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 real deal. Are you, do, are you, do, are you doing dollops of Mitch, bro? <laughs> is he doing some sort of like a coin though? Like, a, can I buy fucking real deal tokens? Like an NFT? Yep. Or just even a crypt? Can I like buy a, a real deal crypto? Mate, Mitch, Mitch, the real deal, Kenny, as a coin. I'd Kenny buy. coin, Kenny a real coin. deal, Kenny coin, a Kenny coin, and the coin obviously with a K, Kenny coin. Yeah, yeah, Kenny coin, real deal. Real deal. Love um, it. Yeah, watch that thing blow up. Yeah, no, no. Mitch Kenny can play. He can play. Real <laughs> he deal. He can play. Oh, he's a real deal. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Do we give yeah. him an anytime? I know this is early. Oh, bro. I'm all over Mitch you Kenny. You want to go a real a deal anytime try. in the GA? Yeah, because I look at that. I tell you who. I tell you who's not playing a lick of football before the whistle goes. Mitch Kenny. No, nah, he's not. He's not. He's just, he's not that kid. No, nah, he's not that kid. He ain't about that. No. Nah. No way. He knows what's up. No, nah, real deal gets it, dude. I like real deal for an anytime. Love that. Love that. Is that rugby league in terms of as we know it and see it? Fucking one game to go of the season, dude. One game <coughs> one to, game to go. go. We are at the Locker Room Hotel. Punters and Jubblers, Tom and I will be there. That's outside the stadium this Sunday. Before kickoff. I think we get cracking Tom and I at 5.30. I think Guru and Timmy from the... Uh, uh, Supercoach Playbook. Yeah, they'll be there from 4.30, I believe. It's kicking off from 4.30. There'll be more info about when we start at our, but I think the whole thing kicks off 4.30. Grand final, hot, heavy, horny, ready to rip, ready to tear. Now, Dave has just scrolled us to the the, the Daly M's, which are this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Ben Hunt, Isaiah Yo, Nico Hines, Mitch Moses, Pappenhausen. Were they all leading when it went behind closed doors? Yeah, this is the final tally before it went behind closed doors. Interesting. Isaiah Yo could fucking get there. Ben, look, I ben ha- I I can't sit here and recall off the top of the dome how these players went after the voting went behind closed doors. Well, I haven't been following. Of vibe and vibe alone, you'd have to think Ben Hunt's a sniff. Yep. Nico? Nico's a stiff. Mitch Moses missed games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He got injured and shit. So I don't he, think you Mitch put is, a line through him. You put a line through Mitch. I, I think I think Isaiah Yo could I be th- picking I, him up. Though. I think it's a three-horse race between Hunt, Yo, Hines, Moses, Nut, Pap, Nut, Tedesco, Nut, Cherry, Nut. I think the problem with Yo, something that has happened to a lot of Storm players in recent years, is there's too many good players in his team. Yes, because Cleary didn't play like the first five games, but he's still you yeah. Know, but Cleary doesn't play there. the last five. That's true. But you've still got other throbbers in your side mm. that could potentially rob you of Dallium points. I think it's a Hunt Hines situation. Yep. And I, if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with Benny Hunt. Yeah, so am I. 
which will be a nice redemptive arc. Yeah, it will be a nice redemptive arc. Particularly because he essentially, oh, he's the man that scored that try that fucking... He fucked us in origin. Knifed him in the heart. Yeah, he fucked so us. So he gets a shield and a Dally M's. Well, it'd also be nice for Kill the Stream, you know? Kill the Stream. Yeah, it would. It'd be nice to have this stream be killed by the Dally M, the Dally M medalist. Also, winner. shout out to the guy who we saw at the marathon who had Kill the Stream tattooed on him. He did. That was cool. I liked that a lot. Shout out to you, bruh. Now, I'm going to move on from rugby league for now, unless there's other stories that we have missed from. Is there any. What do you want to talk about, Tane Mill? Oh. How yeah. did we not talk about that? Oh, I don't know. We touched <laughs> on we'd it. Because we'd already talked we about it. We kind of touched on it. But that hit, dude, I'm surprised he didn't break his arm. Like, I'm surprised he didn't snap his arm over his forehead. I'm surprised more damage wasn't done. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've seen on a footy field, maybe ever. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Fucking ri- He's not even trying to make... He's literally trying to iron him out. That's all he's doing. Listen, I still, I still prefer to say that it wasn't intentional. Bruh, he goes like that. I know. Like, I'm sorry, but if you weren't going to... If you weren't swinging in there, bruh, what were you doing? I don't know what he was doing. Can you get the replay up, Dave? Mm-hmm. It was absolutely absurd. And to try and wall pull the punter and the dribbler with some sort of like, I've, I'm looking to redeem myself bullshit. And then you go out there and do that. If I'm the bunnies, I'm like, on your bike, bro. No, you can't fucking do that. You don't want someone to lose a career for a stiffy, an old-fashioned stiffy, as Blocker put it. No, it's like it lost him the game. It's not about that. Nah, I look, I, I feel sorry for Sent Tane. off twice, two weeks before yeah, that. Yeah, fucking, so Victor Adley gets sent off every other game. Like, it's not a good look. It was an awful, awful tackle. He'll get suspended for probably like fucking 10 weeks. Like, it was ridiculous. Maybe longer. Maybe. But, and we can't play the footage on the screen, punters, dribbles, we also can't play the audio because, oh, oh that was big. It's bad. Uh, you may notice our podcast from last week was taken down for literally just playing a post-game interview with Luttrell from... Um, from a broadcaster who is not Fox League. Yeah, shout out the broadcaster who will not be named. For who that. fucking literally has us taken off for playing an interview. What a load of shite. Anyway, whatever it is, what it is. This great run from Spencer Lenu, though. Good God. Spencer can play. Spencer can play, and then he's looking around, and let me just... Yeah, yeah that's not a good... Like, uh, are you... What's... Yeah, Okay. He just isn't looking. Okay. He's not looking. Look at him. Bang. Yeah. That's that's intent right that's there. That's bad. That's as bad as it gets. And then Spencer, once he, he realizes... He sits and cocks and then jumps up and yeah. swings in. I don't know I don't know what else I, I could possibly be looking at there. Spencer's fucking furious as well, trying to get a bit of sideline action on, which I would have liked. You know, well, I think friend of the show, Dan Ganane, was like, this has got... This has got Battle of Brookie about it. Yeah. Which it did. It did. It really Cam Murray did. trying to desperately defend his, his boy here. He's yeah, like, mate, they've been going high all game. Oh, no, like, no, no, just can I ask quickly, they've been doing it. It's like, mate, he literally just stiff-armed him on the fucking <laughs> into the face. And then shout-out to Blocker Roach, who called it an old-fashioned stiffy, because that's exactly what it was. It was. It was, as, it was just an old-fashioned stiffy. It was, look... It was as old-fashioned as you're likely to see. Well, it could have been Blocker's stiffy itself. Correct. It could have been. It was old-fashioned, Tom. We know oh, it was old, dude. It was an old-fashioned stiffy. It almost looked like it was in, like, filmed in the 80s. 
it was such an old fashioned stiff. Yeah, it was. You know when like the gra- the color grade changed. Gray. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't HD. No, fuck no. Oh, that was uh, that was analog. Uh, it was an analog stiffy. If ever I've seen a stiffy as old fashioned as that, yeah, that was an old fashioned stiffy. Anyway, that was um, that's old fashioned from Tano. One more time. One Look more at time. this. Sit, cock, bang, bang. cop that, bruh. Nice and high, round the chops. Well, fuck. And then, and then just a, a little, of, just, just a little a bit, bit there from Trelly. Not much though, slow mo. Nah, not wasn't much that much from Trelly. Not much in it. Anyway, that's footy. That's, that's rugby, rugby league. league. That's rugby league. Just had to go. Punters and dribblers. We are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up me bets for about even on the Neds. Profiles app, you'd see some. I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people, and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as 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 gifted as I think I am. So basically, what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example, you could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yeah. or Hines doesn't play. Yeah. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow along on my prof, is what I'm saying, is daddy, they are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well... <sighs> But you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where... That you know, everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I'd be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. No, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I did the bets. No, you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They weren't on your profile. They weren't weren't on my profile? No. Well, I'm going to... I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do do two bets, and you lost fucking two units, and that's it. Tobler told me all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Tobler doesn't even listen. Right, so that's the problem. That's the problem. We've we've now uncovered... You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. 
It's still rosé drinking season. We know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hello, sport shop. Now, look, obviously a shitload of sport on the weekend, Eddie, but quickly, because we did just jump straight into the fact we're in a bunker. Hey. We obviously only just got down here. Um, this morning. This we, morning. We climbed down this we morning. climbed down this morning. How was your weekend? Terrific. Got up to Walker. Uh, shout out to Janelle and Milo Archdale for having me. Got up to Jarch's place. It's good up there, bro. Nice, clean country, yeah. Oh, it's good up there. Lungfuls. Lungfuls. Bit of rain, bit of sun, plenty of piss. Country rain's, you know, country rain's good rain. Storms. Country storms. That roll through. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful country storms. Absolutely terrific. Um, we spent a fair bit of time at the Commercial Hotel. Um, shout out to Christian, the publican there. Yeah. He's one of the greats. Um, and just got through footy, mate. There was a lot of footy on the weekend, and I was – it was turning me on. I saw Saturday videos – was one of the great days. It was. I saw videos of you and Jarch shooting guns, or is it was it just Jarch? Did you – No, I had a shot. You had a shot? Yep. How's your aim? It was – Struggling? Uh, rusty. Yeah. A rusty old aim. He was uh, – his dad's pretty good. Well, my, I mean, I'm assuming Milo can fucking shoot a yeah. gun. Jarch had a lucky first shot and then was pretty ordinary after that. Yeah. He'll he'll probably argue differently, well, but that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. The truth of the matter is a lucky first shot and then ordinary after ordinary that. after. Is that the one that he filmed? He filmed a lucky first shot though. He filmed the lucky first shot and it was his first shot. So I've got a he does get some credit. Also happy birthday to Jarge. Oh uh, yes, happy birthday it is to his you, birthday Jarge. today. And to Will Hickey, a friend of the show as well. You don't know, but a, they know each other. A nice day for birthdays. Yeah. A nice day for birthdays. I uh if my math is correct, I believe this is a real sort of New Year's Eve baby time. Yeah, 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 it is. Yep. This is a New Year's Eve consummation. This is a new this is where New Year's Eve loads uh bear fruit. Bear fruit, uh, you know, harvested. Yes. That's right. That is correct. What's the date today? Twenty sixth. Yeah. It's even, it may loads. even be a Christmas time, Boxing Day. Christmas, Boxing Day, NYE load sort yep. of stuff. This is a holiday load. Holiday load. Horizontal yep. season loads. Yes, horizontal season loads. So, you know. Congrats to those. Shout out to all the babies who are horizontal babies. Yes. Horizontal season babies. Babies. Yeah. Uh, now, we're, so, so you were down there firing guns, watching footy. Playing pool. Playing pool. Ribbon and tan, drinking rum, drinking whiskey, yeah. eating beautiful country meals. Country, dude, country meals. Like, we sit down night one, Tom, and enjoy one of the great country potato bakes all time. Oh, shit. Like, that just sets the scene. Mm. How many nights? 
Three nights. Oh, that's nice. Had a beautiful chicken casserole as well, Tom. Oh, good shit. Like Home cooking. Home cooking. Apple pie on the windowsill sort of shit. We had a mud cake. Oh, yeah. The judge requested. Of course he did that fucking... Where's his birthday? So you can have... Oh, it's his birthday. Fair point. So he he wanted a mud cake and a mud cake he (laughs) had. He's such a mud cake guy. He's a mud cake guy. He's such a mud cake guy. He's a real mud cake guy. I had three schnitzels over the weekend. Plenty of gravy. Good honest country gravy as well. Shout out to country gravy. Shout out to the top pub in Urala, I believe. Good schnitty there. Good honest gravy. Thick like tar. Just poured it all over there. So I've come back after a gluttonous weekend, Tom. Just, you know, country food, Mm. schnitties, gravy as thick as tar, plenty of piss, rum, whiskey, um, pool, I After the marathon, which you and I completed uh, against all odds. Oh, do you mean the 42-point whatever? Technically 43 by my Strava's calculations. But, yes... I had a real gluttonous week last week. Like, it was, you know, oh, fuck, I've run a marathon. I can do whatever I want. That's what I did. That was my opinion. Yeah. That was my opinion. I was ordering Uber Eats, pizza, fucking Mr. Crackles one night. I pounded the Tim Tams in here the other day. Did you have the Timmies? Tobler had two of them, but I basically took the rest of them to to town. To pound town? My mother-in-law, she is one of the great enablers of me, and she brings over fucking chocolate to the house all the time. And she she gifted me a a full fucking bar of Kit Kat, like one of the biggies. So I've. What got, do you mean? She brought it over to the house. Like what? What one of the biggies? So it's like you get these huge blocks of Kit Kat. Yeah right. Yeah, they're good. As in, like a dairy milk size. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm showing you the size of it with my hands. Yep. You can see it. Yep. For those of you that can't, you're just listening. Go to YouTube and find. The well, time. it's dairy milk size. Yeah. But dairy milk's also small, so I'm saying it's a You know, like the, the block that you will get. It's the size of a brick, basically. In fact, bigger. I went from Tim Tams in the office at home, found Kit Kat, pounded Kit Kats. You know, my diet has been less than impressive. You all right there, bud? Just check it on the tongue. So after a, a fucking week of just utter piggery, I also went to a second birthday party and to say there was... Pinata full of candy that I may have enjoyed. Fairy fairy bread? Fairy bread. Was it fairy bread? Fairy bread. Pinata full of candy. Cheetos? Cake. Didn't see the Cheetos. No Cheetos. There may have been. I wasn't looking for them. That's the thing. I'm not sure. I like Cheetos. I decided to... You know what Josh told me he did on the weekend, just on Cheetos? He used to get a bag of Cheetos and crush them up, and so they were a fine powder. Like a dust. And then he'd... A dust. A Cheetos dust. And then he'd lick his fingers and then put it in there. That's how he'd consume his Cheetos. And I would say, if I, had to, if I had to guess, I reckon that's how he'd eat them now as well. That is so rogue, dude. Yeah. Why? You'd have to ask him. Well, I mean, I have seen that video on um, his beautiful partner, Steph's Instagram, where she's like sitting in bed next to him. They're, you know, they're in bed of a night and he's got his fucking big chunky headphones on watching some stupid fantasy show or like a marvel thing on his phone probably and he's just licking biscuits (laughs) (laughs) and she's like this is the most disgusting and you can just hear him going (laughs) licks one side licks the other side then eats i'm like you're a fucking child in an adult's body he is 
That bit like buys own admission. No, I know. Yes, he's he's aware, but like, <laughs> can you stop? Do you have any awareness of the people? Are you like sucking on biscuits, like crushing Cheetos up? He's a he's a he needs to be studied, possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of ADHD. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, bit of everything. Bit of Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, he's got some Peter Pan in him. Oh fuck yeah! I'd say he's ninety eight percent Peter Pan. I think so. Please so continue. I decided to go for another run to try and like you know. Back to right, fitness. horrible wrongs. Yeah, right, horrible wrongs. Post marathon world, the body's bounced back really well, except for the knee. But that's what it is. I am now around ten k's. You could argue I'm in more pain than I am now than after the marathon, which is surprising given yeah. the diff, the the variation in distance. I fucked my calf because my knee was so bad. I was trying to like compensate. My calf's fucked. Now my hips fucked on the other side because I was trying to compensate for the calf and the knee, and I was. That's tough. I shouldn't have run. No, you shouldn't have. I shouldn't have run. No, you shouldn't have. I got to really woo up. I got to just maybe swim or something. Yeah, I was surprised to hear you were running that early, given that you've had a month off and your knee was still fucked. Yeah, it was more about like... Like, you need to you get your knee right. Yeah, but Ned Brockman's playing ringing loud in my ears, and he just gets up and does I the under- damn thing. I understand that, but I think that... I'm not trying to be Ned Brockman, but I am inspired by Ned Brockman. If I had to, if I had to take a wild guess, I reckon when Ned gets back, and he will... That he'll probably take a bit of time off. Yeah. Call me crazy. No, he. I hope to Christ he takes some time off. Chats nerd. If you aren't aware, you need to be aware. Go to Ned Brockman's Instagram mm. to follow the fucking most inspiring story, maybe all time. Is he? Is he my man crush at the moment? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is. I'd say he's the nation's man crush. Well, he's certainly mine, and fast becoming the nation's man crush as more and more people get the fuck on board. If you haven't donated, do it via the link in his Instagram bio. This motherfucker's running for the homeless, and he needs your you need your coin. Yep. If you can't give a motherfucker who's running a hundred k's a day for forty three days some of your hard earned, shame on you. Every dollar counts. But so that's why I tried to do a bit of Ned Brockman. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. I'm not Ned Brockman. I understand though. Mistake. He is very. He, he's, he's powerful. He's motivating. And he's motivating. So I understand why you thought that maybe you had some Brockman about you. And you do. Well, I do. We know that. But you've proved that already. I don't need to prove it You anymore. don't need to keep proving it. No. You proved it last Sunday. Yeah. So you wore up on that knee, bro. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Get in the water. Um, but so Saturday, second birthday, which was great, but it was also one of the great days of sport all time. It was. And it wasn't. It, 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 it had all the hallmarks of one of the great days of sport all time. And I was fucking jacked for it. But I also had, and I don't want to, I don't want to make out like I'm some sort of uh, Notradamus, Nostradamus. No. Nostradamus. But I sort of, but I, I couldn't help the feeling I was feeling. On game day, Tom, all I could think about was that time that you and I think you and I together and we went to the Royal and we watched the Swans get absolutely fucking humped into the earth by Hawthorne. That's what I was thinking all day. Same. I felt and I was it. like, and I kept, and the only reason I was thinking about it because I was like, it'll ruin my, it won't ruin my day. But, but it'll, it'll be, go a long way to ruining it. It'll be annoying as, yeah. as, as hell. Yeah. And sure as shit, we get another Hawthorne situation. Yeah. The Swans got absolutely humped to the point where I was like, half time, I'm going to go play darts. I'll stop watching. Yeah. 
My it dad was, and my brother a, and my was, sister went to the pub together, and the my dad and my brother left and left my sister at the pub. She was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it became a really big care, eh? Yeah. In fact, AFL is so boring when it's that one-sided. Yeah. I mean, I think everything is really. Of course. But I felt particularly. Particularly, because at least with the NRL, like you can still see some great tries. I guess I don't find goals as, as alluring when it's like just a beat down. It was one of the great beat downs. Swans seem to love a beat down. I don't think, I, I'm, I feel like the, the Bulldogs final as well was fairly one sided. I think w- when it came down to it, it wasn't like a close result, but I don't remember. Again, Swans. So that was that was great, and sort of set the scene for the Wallabies. Well, listen, if you were a Geelong All Blacks and Penrith fan, Saturday one of the great days. The All Blacks thirty-two nil up against the Wallabies. I am so glad I didn't see a goddamn second of that shit show. Like fucking hell, it was on in the background for me. But it was on the background of the first second birthday as well. I just was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it to myself. Yeah. Um. Listen. There was there was some there was some chatter during the week from some rugby union journos that was sort of like we've come back to the all backs have come back to the the pack so to speak and the wallabies are we're we're on equal footing now no we're not I don't know if we are on equal footing well would thirty two nil would suggest that we're probably not yeah it would it would suggest that we Wall- haven't beaten him for sixteen straight games or something yeah. And we haven't won in we haven't won at Eden Park since the eighties. Yeah, Parramatta vibes. We haven't won a Bledisloe since two thousand and two. So I'd be parking that equal footing rhetoric for a little I bit. I think you'd probably say equal footing if we win the Bledisloe. You know what I mean? Then oh now we're back on equal footing. Not before. Yeah. Not before. Yeah. We lost two games. We literally lost back to back games. Yeah, we did. So not before. No. You wait until after to, to make those claims. That's right. Swans suck. Swans were Swans sucked in that game. That's yeah. I didn't put the right emphasis. I just said suck. They sucked in that grand final. Dane Rampey lost no fans with his post game speech. In fact, I wanted to fuck him even more. Um, I've always wanted to fuck Dane Rampey. Yeah, but and he knows that. <laughs> just clip that up, please. Make sure we. <laughs> but after the game, his speech was. <laughs> It was real. It was like, as far as post-game speeches go, from a losing captain with one of the great heads of hair in the history of fucking sport, that was particularly good. Where it was like, he was like, sometimes you got to pinch yourself when you're on the field with giants of the game. And he's like talking to Joel Selwood. He's like, fucking, you're one of the all-timers, bro. Like, the whole crowd goes crazy and starts like, Joel Selwood almost starts crying. You know, and listen, Eddie, like, am I happy that Patrick Dangerfield gets a fucking flag? Did he did he deserve it? Yeah, he did. You know, fucking, am I happy for that guy that left GWS, Jeremy Cameron, Jezza? Am I happy for Jezza to get a flag? Gary Rowan? Yeah, I'm happy for those guys. Oh, I, yeah? I'm fucking happy for him. Good for you, mate. But, uh, you know, my disappointed Gary Ablett misses out by a year. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's already won a couple, but, like, it would have been nice for Gazza to go well, out. Well, Gazza had already won two. Three, maybe. At least two. At least two, maybe three. So Gazza had his feel. Yeah. Then he went up to the Suns and made big bicky. So I'm not too worried about Gary. I'm not worried about Gary, but I'm just thinking, you know, it would have been nice for Gary. I, Isaac Smith or Ian Smith or whatever the guy won the fucking norm. 
I was happy for him. He's already won three at Hawthorne. Why not come and win another one with the fucking Ian cats? Smith. Jeez, that's a name. Oh, that's a name. That's a, that's, that's a tub of fucking homebrown vanilla ice cream, that name. Isaac Smith. Won the norm. Slightly Smith. better. Slightly better. But Isaac fast becoming the Ian of the 21st century. Yes. No, I'd agree with that. See <laughs> that video from the Cats Mad Monday today? Was that where they put the medal on a, on a cow? Nah, I didn't see that one. But there was all this talk before because the Cats, the team they named for the grand final was like the oldest ever to play a grand final by average age. Yeah. It was like 28 years I old. I think they were the age. oldest to play a game of yeah. AFL. Like, I think that, I heard that as well. I wasn't sure if that was true, but definitely in a grand final. So they've all come on Mad Monday dressed up as like the retirement village. Oh, that's great. That's great. You love that. Has this just come out today? Yeah, yeah. This is just this morning. Rip oh, that down. That's Let's actually that pretty up. good. That's fucking great. Oh, no, he's falling out. We got to get that up on the, on the old gram. That's good. That's respect. Dude, the, a Mad Monday rip after winning like a professional competition. Not just like with the boys after you're fucking playing like local. Would just be one of the all-time rips. It would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. Ripping and tearing with all your mates off your guts. With a medal around your neck. With a medal around the neck, just taking the piss. But Saturday was a good day, even though it wasn't a good day. From a, like, it was good, though. I like being able to go to the pub at 1 o'clock. Shout out to Delta Goodrum and Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams. Well, firstly, Robbie Williams killed it. They were, he was great. Delta and him, their performance was whatever. Because it wasn't Kylie, and obviously I am a Kylie, Rob, like that song. You know, but Delta Goodrum has never looked hotter. She's hot. That was one of the most attractive looks I've ever seen on a human being. I'm, that may seem aggressive or like over the top. It might sound hyperbolic. I just was like, holy hell in a handbasket. The performance was okay, but she was looking... Incredible. I was sitting there with my missus or with, I don't know, and I was just going, fuck me dead. Robbie's still got it. Robbie is all sex. He's he's all sex. Like in terms of a pre-game fucking, at one point he goes, I think my brother said this, I didn't hear this bit, but he goes, um, his first thing he said was, hey, how you doing guys? I'm Robbie Williams. I'm about to be amazing, so you guys better be good. And then he just gets into, like, one of his hits. And then he does one song, which was, like, he's doing all the hits. Then he does one, which is, like, a new one, because he's obviously, like, touring an album or some bullshit. And he's like, all right, bear with me. This is one of the new songs. Uh, we'll get through it together. And then at the end goes, okay, that was it. Now back to the hits. And then just gets back into it. Big fan of Robbie. Huge fan of Robbie. Robbie did well. Robbie did real well. Robbie's still got And, it. like, I would love to be in a crowd like that there's like 100,000 people and they're all singing like, you know, yeah, angels and shit. They did well. Yeah. They did very well. A, a, a great coup by the AFL. Yep. Now, Barnsley's doing... Thank the heavens. Thank the heavens. Because I thought it might have been, you know... Shepherd again. Yeah, it's exactly right. I couldn't have done another Shepherd at the Grand no, Final. No, I couldn't have done Timmy another... Or Timmy Trumpet. 
Like, if they rolled out Timmy Trumpet again, I would have just gone, just pack it up. To be honest, if Timmy Trumpet rolls out at a grand final, then the world might be ending. But the NRL love that shit. I know. And maybe and maybe their marketing, their internal market research, suggests that that's what the people want. But maybe Robbie Williams is a bit more of an AFL crowd uh, performer. Like, I wonder whether the, the... You don't think Robbie would land up north? I, wa- I wonder whether the rugby league, the macho rugby league dad with a gut and fucking, you know, <laughs> tattoos from, from eyebrow to fucking asshole is going to be like, who's this fucking... Yeah, you know? I think that man... That person exists in Victoria as well. I agree with you, but I think some that of those ca- some of those Collingwood supporters. You, you, well, no, of course. You need to rub your eyes and go, dear God, did I just see that? Yeah, <laughs> you do. I agree, but AFL is a bit more. It seems like the division of men and women who enjoy it is far greater, or it's like far more on par than in rugby league. I would feel, I should say, obviously there's not women in rugby league. Don't make me have to qualify my shit. You know what I'm saying? What I mean is it just seems to be a little bit more like Robbie Williams would That's fly your vibe. That's your vibe. with the AFL populace. Yes. Whereas in rugby league terms, people are all a bit too cool to like fucking acknowledge that Robbie Williams is a goer of note. Well, Barnsley's going to sell. Barnsley's going to fucking rip and tear the house down. I was very pleased to see Barnsley doing it. I'm loving it. Because I'd made some disparaging remarks about who the NRL may well be rolling out. Well, Shepard would have sucked. And then I was I was buoyed to hear that it was Barnsley because yeah. Barnsley can he can do the damn thing. Oh, Barnsley can do it. But shout out to Robbie because I thought he was great, dude. Pink and I suit. Thought, just... I thought Delta, as annoying as she can be, was great. She was great and never ever looked. And again, not it's just she was just so hot. I just can't get over it. Looks that I made could, a note. Looks that could kill Tom. I made a note in my phone. I was like, my Delta, hottest person to ever live. Yeah. Obviously hyperbolic, but like. Yeah. But also looked great. Looked great. So congratulations. Congratulations. But again, maybe also the Robbie Williams performance. In a pink suit, Delta in pink, hot as shit. That's a daytime performance. It's 150,000% a daytime performance. Jimmy, probably more a nighttime performance. Although he could do a daytime as well. But like Jimmy, rugby league Jimmy at can night. Play, Jimmy can play day or night. He can. He can. Whereas I think you're right. I think Robbie was, particularly in the pink, that's a daytime thing. Yeah. Again, if you're listening, NRL, can we just, can we just, let's, let's start being mature about our decision making. Because the people want an afternoon grand final. That's what the people want. I don't get why you'd make and it. And if right. you go, yeah, but no, I ratings. It doesn't affect the ratings in the AFL. And that's at, that's at 2 o'clock. Mm. So don't give me that bullshit. But also you can then make and a I day of care. it. I don't fucking care about Flames. No, I don't Flames care. don't get me over the line. But, dude, Flames still... You're like, well, we can't have Flames during the you day. You can still have Flames during the day. Don't be silly. They're not as cool. I don't care. No, nah, they're not as cool. You're right. But it's, you know what? Flames don't maketh the grand final. They help. But they don't maketh. I don't even think they help that I much. feel like, and it'll be interesting to pay attention this week to the NRL grand final week, but the AFL grand final week feels like just a long lazy holiday festival vibe. Well, you know why? Because they have a public holiday. Well, there's that, but they've got the they, fucking... They have the Friday off just cause. Yeah. 
But they got, love footy and they want to bend into the GF. But there's like, you know, they've got the, the parades, they've got the longest kick, they've got like all these things that are going on. You know what we should do before the NRL grand final? Go out to Homebush and count how many pavers there are. Pavers? That'd be nice. Do you think that's that's uh, that could be exciting? Well, like you know, like let's use the landscape. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or, or like, do we trek? Do we just run? Do we run to to Homebush? I wonder how far it is. We could do it. Can you just get from uh, basically here to Homebush? You talking about running just made my ITB hurt. Yeah, my knee. I've been trying to. I don't it's know if actually you've been it's, it's hurting right now. I've been having to lift my leg up with my good leg. Because straightening my knee right now is so fucking painful. I'm also sweating a lot in these because I took my pants off so I could fit in them. It's like a sweatsuit right now. That's disgusting. Well, so, that's what happens when you... How fit. far is it? Uh, it's 16.9 Ks, not including the three and a half to get back to surface level. Bro, we'd shit that in. To Homebush. 16.9. Yep. That's boring. That doesn't make me feel anything. I basically so ran short. that on the weekend. You did. You did. Um, I wanted to say this as well, and obviously we've made a lot about Scaredy Cat Gill and the fact that during COVID his willy dropped off and attached to Peter Volandi's... Well, it did, though. Pain. No, it did. It did. Like, we no... need, you Don't forget, punters and drillers, that the only reason the AFL survived COVID is because of some, the work pan, that some Peter, some Peter showed the way. Yeah. And then Gill's dick dropped off, wriggled all the way from Victoria up to to New South Wales and attached itself to PVL Shaft. But I will say this, Gil McLaughlin has one of the great voices all time. And me and my sister were talking about it and we were like, this man needs to do a meditation app or like a de-stressing anxiety app. You Just reckon? get him to read me fucking bedtime stories. You reckon? Dude, listen to that guy's voice and tell me that it's like this gruff, grumbly, really sexy. Like as far as CEOs go, dude. Would you, you say you'd listen to a, a eunuch? A what? A eunuch. I'm not going to judge a man because he's had his dick wriggle off and go to PVL. Like, obviously, he's not a man for the for the big occasion. Well, he's a eunuch. He's a eunuch, but PVL, you know, is is such a an immense individual that it was always going to go that way. But I wouldn't mind hearing Gil narrate stories so that I can get to sleep at night. Mm. Like this guy needs to serve a purpose, right? He's dickless, but he needs to serve a purpose. He's dickless, not purposeless. Correct. Is that what you're looking that's, for? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Sure. Do you want to know what parenthood's like? I'm going to give you a Not slice really. of parenthood. Not really. Well, you're going to hear it. From Monday through to Friday, Evie basically had a fucking 40-degree temperature the whole time. And you had to, like, give her Panadol and then it'd come down. And it'd go back up, give her Panadol and come back down. It was... The most arduous, sleepless. The fact that I didn't get sick is maybe an indication that I've turned a corner of like, maybe I am now like this sort of elite athlete who doesn't get fucking sick anymore. Because she was sick the whole week. And Zoe. Both of them sick. How's your hay fever going? Pretty good, dude. Are you doing that thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking jamming it in the morning. Once a day. Like, I'm I'm now... I might I might be like... You know. You don't know who you like, do you? Well, no, I mean like impervious to illness. Oh, right. To colds. Okay. You know what I mean? Maybe. You can't get into viruses. Listen, puzzle drillers, I think we can all agree that that's highly unlikely. 
Oh, I don't know. Given your form. Well, my form of late has been good. I literally was living but in a sick but ward. Your, but your form, horrific. Recent form? Pretty good. Your form? Recent form. Horrific. Recent form. You didn't try some of that cream corn? No. Go on. Eddie, obviously it was an emotional weekend for a bunch of reasons, but I don't think that anything was more emotional. I'm going to speak for both of us here, but getting flown over to uh, Fed's last game. Hit me between the eyes, that. That was was a draining weekend. That was draining. Yeah. It was tough to just see. Seeing like your, just seeing your best mates breaking down like yeah. that. Like, obviously, Federer was just, he was beside himself. He's my goat. I know he's your goat, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's the people's goat. He's the people's goat. You'd be like, you wouldn't have Yeah, mate. It's just, he won too often on one surface, and I just don't care for Clay. So, the people's goat is no longer with us in a tennis sense. No. Which is upsetting. Nadal, I didn't expect him to cry as much as he did. Well, no, it was nice to see Nadal cry as well. And, you know. The robot, not much out of the robot. No, well, he's a robot, right? That's not going to happen. You're no. not going to get anything out of that robot. He probably didn't even give a fuck. No. He's, he's just, just telling like, people he wasn't vaccinated. I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, okay bro. Cool, we get it. I don't That's care fine. anymore. No, I'm over the whole thing. But, no, look, seeing, seeing Nadzi... Um, you know, getting emotional was almost when I started. Like, I was emotional. I've seen Federer cry so much, right? It was nice to see one last teary speech from Roger because that was sort of, you know, when you want to talk about destigmatizing emotion in males, yeah. Fed basically bawling his eyes out after every slam win. So it was nice, I think. It was full circle to see him going out in a fucking pool of tears. But to see Rafa crying was when I broke down and yep. we held each other for a good fucking 15 minutes just bawling our eyes out. It was emotional. It really was. Because you don't see Nadzi cry very often. No. He's, he's usually rather... He's, he's, the, he's the most stoic of the four of he's us. He's a stoic Spaniard. Yep. He's always been the most stoic of the four of us, but to see him go, it, you know... I was already going, but then I went. Then you went, went. I went. No, it was like like wailing. When he went, I went, went. Yep. Um, but shout out to Roger, hell of a career. Almost like a- the end of a long-running sitcom, you know? Yeah. Seinfeld ends. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, Friends, the last episode. Like the last episode of Seinfeld, except the last episode of Seinfeld was shit. Yeah, but that's... Whereas well, this was like, well, you could argue this was this just was, sad. Well, this wasn't... A, yeah, well, it's kind of shit as well, right? It would have been better with a slam, you know? I like that he got to 20, though. Oh, yeah. 20's a nice... Number. It's a nice round number. It's nice and it's round and it's nice. And it's round. And it's round. But it was just good to see, you know, it was good to be there for the moment. It was good to be there for the moment. Just a snap snap decision. We thought, fuck, we'll get on the PJ, get over there quick. Yep. Thanks to Roger for organising that. Um, and to Merker and the kids, like it was great, you know. It was good to catch it up. It was just good to catch up. and we'll Always good to see them, mate. We'll get together again over Christmas, but it was, um, you know, just it was a quick little fly-in, fly-out ceremony, a bit of a rip and a tear, a few tears. That's right. Do. End of an era. Yep. End of an era. Era over. Oh, era the era's done. done. It's done and dusted now. Yep. You see the photo of the big four? I did see that. That was nice. I think even Andy Murray's standing there being a bit like, yeah, but he was the big. He was. He was part the, of the big four. He no, was I get in it. the big four. He's won two slams, so it's obviously a little different. But it's won three. Whoa, sorry, mate. 
Um, I think they. Sh- I, I'm I'm confident that they would have taken that photo and then asked him to get out. Yeah, let's also do a big three. Well, let's do like a goat photo, which is obviously the three of us, and then we can do the big four thing because that was a yeah. narrative for so long. And then we're gonna do just a like the two we like photo, and then and then yeah the pe- and then well. the people's champion like the people's goats. Yeah, and then there's obviously no Novak because he's fucking annoying. Yes. Um. But at the end of an era, an era that you sometimes at some point you were like, is this going to ever end? I didn't think so. Because on and on and on it rolled. The era, the end of this era almost makes me feel mortal. It reminds me that we are all heading for the same fate. That's right. Could it I be w- this Sunday when the sun explodes? Hopefully not. Because oh, I was feeling rather immortal the longer they hung around. Yeah. You know? You're like, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. But really... There's an end to every era. There is, and that era has now ended. The Federer era, the era yeah. of Federer. Federer. The Federer. I tell you what's a wig out. Federer, I believe, is the exact same age as Hewitt. And Hewitt retired 50 years ago. Fucking what feels like most of my life ago. Hewitt, though, Hewitt's style of play, Eddie, and you'll allow me to indulge here, but. As a tennis player, Hewitt's uh, style a little bit more red line, you know, just all grunt work. What, Nadal's isn't? Well, Nadal's is, but I'm not saying that Hewitt's as good as Nadal. Also, Nadal a bit younger, but... Not a heap younger. You know how, like, like they say sort of, like, mechanically... A bee shouldn't be able to fly, but it just is so determined it flaps its wings so hard. I'd never heard that. They just flap their wings so hard that they fly. That was kind of how Roger Federer played tennis for me. He probably shouldn't have been this. Hewitt, you mean? Sorry, Hewitt, not Roger. Roger, fucking those wings. I was were like, meant he's a fly. What do you mean? He's a ballerina. No, no, no. Roger's wings meant to fucking. There's no grunt in his. Hewitt's wings yeah. should not have allowed him to fly, but he was all effort. Yeah. So he flew. It was the, he put the grunt in glory. Sure. No grunt, no glory. It's no guts, but that's all right. Um, he, it's you know you've thrown me there because it was so incorrect, but that's all right. Hewitt. Redlined, shouldn't have been there, but was there through effort and sheer will, like the bee. Grunt. Grunt. Put the grunt in glory. Okay. Uh, Nadal is a mixture of bee-like grunt, but he's also elite. He's not all grunt. No, he's not all grunt, but he's a lot of, there's a he's lot a, of grunt. There's a lot of grunt in him. Well, there needs to be plenty. He needs to be full of grunt. To put Grunt onto the ball in the form of top spin. Yeah, but he's got like, it's almost like he's got he's got Grunt and he's also got like cream and cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. You know that whip he does around the head? Which I would do, but our hazmat suits are so fucking tight uh, that it's difficult to properly emulate. Now, David. Hello. Also, before we get to that, another shout out before we get to Dave. Just because Dave can wait. Yeah, of course he can. And obviously we're talking about sport that isn't rugby league or AFL or Wallabies. And obviously now Tom and I are marathon runners. Mm. We like we we can talk about marathon efforts because we're marathon runners. Like we're marathon yeah, men. Marathon men. Like if you're not if you haven't run a marathon, then like you're not really qualifying. No. Kipchoge's broken the world record. Saw that. Two minutes. Uh, two hours, one minute, nine seconds. 252. The average splits. His splits were 252. 252. That is disgusting. 
That is... 252 is, is fucking absurd. I wonder what you're doing in the 100 metres at 252. Like, what's your 100 metre time? Don't know. Dale will tell us. Mm, I bet he will. Um, Two minutes and 52 seconds. That is disgusting. Yeah. What's that? In, what's 400 metres at that pace? Don't know. What's a minute something? A minute something <laughs> that we do know. Uh, shout out to Kip, very proud of you, mate. Obviously, we phoned him just before the race, give him a bit of advice. Cadence Gate, Cadence Gate, Cadence. He uh, he Breathe said that in. he still had something in the legs, so he could go lower. Could he break two hours? That was considered. Two hours was considered a, a record that would never, ever be broken. People like m- people that knew what the fuck they were talking about were like, that cannot be done. He's getting pretty fucking close now. What was he, like a minute off? A minute and nine seconds. Didn't have a, the pace. He lost the pace, guys. They dropped off at 25K, so he did the last 17 by Because they were like, sorry, dude, we can't keep with you right now. You're well, no, well, who can, who like. can, it's, it's like in a, in a, in a official marathon, the, Pace guys can only stay as long as they can stay, as opposed to the record he did where they'd just come, they just stop. What if you had like a remote control cart keeping the pace? Cheating. Why is that cheating? Well, there's a clock telling you where, where, how you track. He's got a watch and shit. So what's, why is, why is the pace set a cheat? you sit behind him. And what, it wind breaks? Yeah. Well, then have a little RCV car that you can just see. So you can't sit behind him. You just got to run to the pace. Cheating? That ain't cheating. I think I think you'll find that it would be. Well, I'm saying if there's no car breaking your wind, why is it cheating? I mean, if there's no person breaking your wind, it's just a little car. It's not a remote control car. It's not breaking the wind. Might even trip you over. I'm here to tell you that I think it's illegal. I'm sure that it would be. I'm saying why. Maybe that. Maybe having someone there. I don't know. Because you got pace setters and shit in other races. But they technically can't keep up the whole way. This gas mask is giving me a headache. Maybe I need to put it on. That's why, but I won't because it's hard to breathe. Anyway, Kip Chagy, shout out to you, bro. He's shout out, actually, Kip. Um, he ran 159.40 on a specially designed track in 2019 in Vienna, but it's not an officially recognized event, so it's not counted okay. as a record. But Well, you can't have a specially designed track. I we knew that, though. Thanks, man. We did. It's called Breaking Two Hours. It was a doco. He did it. He did it. But it was but cheating. The, but the, the course was flat, 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 flat. And he had pace setters. And like a line on the fucking floor that they ran after. A Which laser. is like the quickest route. No, it was in like, don't fall behind this line or, you'll, or you're fucked. Oh, okay. Now, David. Yep. A little birdie told Eddie and I that there may be some relationship developments on your front with the uh, the female who currently resides in a share house with like 50 people. Yeah, that is true. I, I'm pleasured to announce to the punters and dribblers that I'm officially off the market. <laughs> officially in a relationship tied down. Sorry to all the dribblets out there. I know that you thought there was a lot of me to go around, but I'm taken now. Dave's off that. the market. Cute. Well done, buddy. Thank what you. happened? 
Torgus Stewart, how'd you ask? So, um, I was lucky enough and privileged by you two to be given the weekend off from digging this bunker. So that was nice. I could. Well, know, it was already done. Well, I, I knew I had to get it done by Friday. Otherwise, give you the I wasn't going to get my weekend done, plans. Buddy. But yeah, I mean, couldn't see her on Saturday because obviously, you know, big day of sport. But then Sunday rolls around. It's a beautiful sunny day. Um, she picked me and my dog up from my house. And, Shock horror, uh, you fucking need to be picked up with your dog somewhere. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, yeah, we, we went down for a lovely little walk around Hermitage Walk near Vaucluse, all, the, all those beaches there. Beautiful. Um, it's a great walk, that one. Yeah, it's a lovely one. Um, you know, things going great. I was obviously a little nervous because I knew I had, you know, just the thing in the back of my mind that I needed to ask, needed to do. Were, you, were your hands sweaty? Knees weak? Uh, yeah, you know what? I was blaming it on the sun and the heat and, you know, holding hands and stuff, getting a bit sweaty. But I think she knew deep down that I was just really nervous about something. Yeah. Um, blame the blame the weather, though. Yeah. 100%. That's it. So, you know, we get down to a nice beach where my dog has a bit of room to run around so I didn't have to hold her. And, you know, the two of us were sitting on the rocks there. Just, you know, sun bathing over the water, reflecting straight into our eyes. Beautiful, romantic. You couldn't set a nicer scene. Oh, Jesus. This and is... so, uh, you know, I kind of just somewhat awkwardly popped the question in some form or another. And a um, bit, bit of a pause on her end. And she kind of starts going straight into a bit of a story before giving me an answer. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on here? She goes, oh, on Friday or whatever, something, I don't know. She said I was... I was thinking about you. I was missing you a bit, which was cute. Yeah. And so she thought she'd decide to uh, look up what I do for work and maybe listen to a podcast that I might have uh, uh-huh. spoken on. So she goes in and listens to Thursday's pod Oof. and uh, kind of just said she was waiting for it the whole time. She knew what was coming. And <laughs> she, knew, she knew and she was expecting it. So, but Shit. she fucking... Let me like be nervous the whole time and wait until I could actually get it out myself before that. Oh my god, she knew I didn't even think about that that you were even talking about doing it, and then she could very easily have just heard the whole thing. Oh, that didn't cross my mind once. No, (laughs) I was thinking about it, but I was like, nah, I don't think she'll be like that interested to go listen to a sports podcast. All I tell is it's a sports podcast. I didn't mention to her that that I had mentioned her on the podcast, but. She just thought she wanted to see a bit more of my face and, yeah, got that a bit more than she wanted. That is fucking hilarious. So she told you the yarn and then was like, yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, yes. Um, but, yeah, very funny. And not just her that watched it. She showed it to, like, most of her housemates as well. Fuck, that would have been good for the downloads. We would have gone from, we must have been, like, number one on the planet. We would have gone up by everyone. 10. It would be yeah. us and Joe Rogan after millions of people. What did the, what the ha- they all find... Well, Do they, they all find it as curious as the as the audience that they're living like, in a house? I, with 10 the people, amount of like, messages f- I got from people going, "What the fuck sort of house is that?" More, we need more info. People want people want interviews with people that live there. They want like that a landlord, full the water landlord. People want to get it to the bottom of this landlord situation. Yes, yeah, so well, I mean, I've got, they, firstly, they loved it, which was great. I mean, they were all like, because they're not local Australians, most of our mates that live there. And so they're like, oh, my God, we're famous in Australia. He's talking about us. They're uh, like, oh, you know. I guess. Um, <laughs> sure. Two Turkish dudes who don't sure. really understand English. And now I think everyone's starting to use this podcast to learn English. Well, that's um, good. They're going to be going calling people throbbers and fucking like, <laughs> exactly, what? Yeah, yeah I like that. No, that's they good. They weren't, weren't sure about what a punter or a dribbler was, so I had to explain that. Gosh. But, um, yeah, I got, I got some more definite details on the house just because I know everyone wanted to hear. So there's actually 12 people that live there. 
12. Yeah. Um, okay. So there, there's my beautiful and lovely partner. There is... Who he referred to as his miso before when you were in here. He was like, oh, I fucking was with the miso. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, brah. Um, there's two Japanese girls. Uh, Sayori and Natsumi. Shout out. There's Rafa, the Brazilian girl. Um, there's an English couple and another English dude. So what are we at? Seven. It's like there's, Noah's Ark of different countries. Yeah. There's two Turkish dudes. Um, there's the landlord... There's a, I think a couple from Melbourne. I think this is sound right. So we're up to 11. And then there's one dude who I actually forgot about um, who's like 50 years old and lives like in the shed or something like that. A bit A 50-year-old guy lives there? Yeah, yeah. In a shed? In like some type of off-site thing. I don't think he's in that real house with everyone. Bro, he's on the property. He's there. Apparently he's kind of mates with the landlord. Like How big's the backyard? There. There's a pool, um, which I, I didn't know about until it. recently. But it's like... It's huge. So how big is this place? It's pretty big. It's like... Dude, it'd have to be massive. Like, pretty big's not big enough. It's like For him to have not levels. seen the pool means... But has he just not been to the backyard? Yeah, not really. And I'd only kind of been at night. There's only three bathrooms in the place. That's disgraceful. Have yeah. you looked at them? Uh, no, I actually haven't been in there. Dave, you've got to eyeball these, these yeah. bathrooms. You haven't, but you've been over there. Have you stayed the night there? Yeah. And didn't use the bathroom? Mm, no, I don't think so. What are you doing? What do you mean? Well, actually, to be fair, I, I took a piss outside before I went in the one night. As in you pissed then, outside of their house? Not right outside their what house. What is wrong Around with the you corner dude? where I was parking. Um, you pissed? Okay, whatever. Don't worry about it. It was late <laughs> just, at night. There was a few that. drinks in my system. I needed to go and, you know. Um, I don't, I've got no issue with pissing on the street. It's like you just go into a house with a toilet. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to wait in line. There could be a line like six that's, people deep. That's actually a great point. Oh, I get that. That I can makes actually perfect sense now. I can actually respect I take that, that back. I can respect that decision, mate. Yeah, exactly. All That's why I was up. You'd be fucking waiting. You can, would still be waiting. Mm. But yeah, and like the way she explained it to me was the kitchen kind of works pretty smoothly because everyone's on different schedules and half the people are like, you know, not really cooking in there. But then also the 50-year-old dude is a bit of a cleaner as well. He likes to clean things and keep things nice. He apparently is like a musician and a guitar teacher who spends most of his time stoned. Um, so that sounds like a fun way to live. But sure. it just somehow all works sure. there. Everyone just kind of gets along. Everyone helps each other learning languages and do their RSAs and different things they need to get jobs and stuff. It's a it's a lovely little ecosystem. A little commune. Yeah. A what nice about the rubbish commune. situation? Oh, no rubbish know. would be fucked. Bin night would be fucked. Dude. Yeah. You'd need a couple. You need at least two readies. No, dude. You'd need more than two. We're filling up a ready. We're filling up more than a ready every week in our house. A Joel, they call that. Joel ready. Sorry. Uh, yeah, for t- for twelve people, dude. They might be like you know, you know, biodegradable, and you know, you still got to put reduce your, reduce your imprint. Do yeah. they have like a fucking yeah, your footprint? They have your like footprint. a compost heap somewhere. Whereas you, I've seen you just you know, mate. I want to reduce my footprint, but it's difficult. I will say that it's difficult. Your would ninety percent of your shit just be like nappies? Uh yeah, like we recycle, so we we do our part. But nappies take up a large portion of our rubbish. But you can have biodegradable nappies, bro. So where do they go? Into the fucking landfill. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. But I'm just talking about what goes into the red rubbish. Nappy, but it's mostly nappies. Well, so you take na- that out of the. You take that out of the the setup. And two might be enough. Not for 12 people, bro. 12 people. 
three meals a day, fucking, they'd go through some t- toilet paper as well. Holy, they're they're, they're plumbing. That, that goes down though. No, I'm just saying, like, is it with twelve people? Like, also the shopping situation, fr- the fridge. How many fridges they got? I think maybe only. Well, there's one fridge in the kitchen. I assume there's got to be another fridge somewhere else. You'd have to have another maybe, fridge. Maybe the landlord's got one in his shed or something. Um, I want to hear more about the landlord. He seems like a weird fuck. Yeah, he is a weird fuck. So, I, I mean, I think I said last week that he bought like four or five bikes because he lost his license because he was driving an unregistered car. This was already on top of the apparently like three different motorbikes that he had as well. So there's, yeah. Anyway, Do we'll keep the punter in the... People want photos though, so start snapping. Well, they may not want their fucking private place photographed and put on socials, which I'd understand. I'll, so. I'll ask when I when I. Go I just need you to make them a bit arty and a bit abstract. Yeah, but so also like anywhere. you know, give me some bathroom. We need to. You need to come away with bathroom, rubbish, and like you know, fridge. Fridge. How do they get through this sort of stuff? What's the line for the shower like? How clogged is it with fucking hair? <laughs> you need to start working out some of these questions, answering some of these questions. Uh, but congratulations on being loved up, Dave. Well done, buddy. Very happy We're proud of you, mate. We're proud of you. Couldn't have done it without your help. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't have. Um, we're proud as punch, we're mate. We're proud as punch. Punters and dribblers. Budgie Smuggler have the ordinary rig competition coming up. And I'm pleased to report that there is a lot of Hello Sports submissions starting to roll. There's a lot of dribblers and starting to roll. And that turns me on. Yeah. Because I want a dribbler to win this thing so goddamn badly, I can't even tell you. Because I've always thought as the, of the dribbler as sons and daughters unbeatable. Of ours. Well, but sons and daughters of ours, of course, but unbeatable. Yes, I can't see a dribbler getting bested. No, and I'm in a mood to give away a baggy grain. If you win and you are of our stock, then a baggy grain will be bestowed upon you. Now, entries closed the second of October. Budgiesmuggler.com, maybe a .au. Do your own research, but the entries close October second. Um. We're taking on a bunch of other podcasts. Great Cricketer, Pig Athletic, um, Dylan Friends, List Cloggers. The list may go on, but we need to beat these fucks. Love them all, but fuck them. Great Cricketer. Great Cricketer, I think I said. Love them all, but fuck them. We want it to come from our ranks. Now, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been, you know, working our way through ordinary rigs of the world. And it's funny because when you think about the Rugby League Grand Final this week, I feel like it makes sense to look at some ordinary rigs there. You'd think that when you're an elite athlete at the top of your game, like you look at, say, like, well, no, you'd even see it. You see it in all sports, actually. I was thinking about the NFL, but you got the highest end athletes next to some people who are, like you look at Latrell, for example, right? One of the greatest athletes we've got in the game, ordinary rig. Clint Gutherson. He's not, like, sloppy, but he's not cut to an inch of his life, is he? No, he's not. But a great athlete. Jake Trebojevic. Jake Trebojevic. Like, that man, one of the great athletes ever produced in this country. But you have him with his shirt off. He's still hot. Like, he'd still, he still gets the heart racing, but he's not six-packed up. Well, it's, but it's like, you know, by the leather of the law, it's not. It's relatively ordinary, right? Can I tell you who's got an ordinary rig? Mal Meninga. 100%. Now, Mal, obviously, an older gentleman, and he's done the damn thing for the nation, uh, you know, for years and years and years, and now he's coaching the nation. But if we're talking about someone who had it and has now lost it, but you can see still had it, Mal Meninga is as thick and juicy 
as it gets. Yeah, he's voluptuous now. Yeah, he is. Kevy's pretty curvy now. Kevy, curvy, Kevy. Curvy, Kevy. Kevy's curvy now. Yeah. Know that. He's not like some hot young piece of ass no more. No. He's, he's now, no- well, he's now, they're now, they're now like, you know, uh, nice, fine wines. He's got an ordinary rig. Yeah. But then you look at someone like Trent Barrett and you're like, well, that guy, that guy's rig will never be ordinary. No. He's built different. Yes. Not who we're after. No. We're after ordinary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that making sense? To the punter end of the dribble? Basically, it's just got to look like you had it and then you lost it. But also, you can you can have never had it. You can also have never had it, but they sort of, you want it to be a little bit. And this oh, is, I think some of the submissions we've got, they've never had it. And that's cool. Well, they may have never had it or they really just like lost it. You know, like they've, it's, it's not coming back. You know, in, you know, like when he when Tom Hanks loses Wilson? Yep. It, it, and then you know in that moment that Wilson's never coming back? Yeah, that's what I think is like with the rigs of some of these guys is that like they had Wilson, good bodies. They lost Wilson. They lost their bodies. Did you ever have Wilson? Not really, no. But if you look back at photos of me from my early 20s, I'm like, oh, okay, like I actually, my perception was always that I just didn't have it. And whilst I didn't have it, Compared to now, I had it. Does that make sense? Yeah, comparatively. Comparatively, Contextually, I had it. you never had anything. No. But comparatively, you did. I did, yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's a hard pill to swallow. So it's more about like losing the best version of yourself. Well, I mean, I'd say I'm the best version of myself now. But not aesthetically. <laughs> no. No, not aesthetically. <laughs> And that's so, fine. That's fine. I say what though, I might lose some weight after sitting in this fucking suit. Tell you what. Yeah, you've cut five, six kilos. Yeah, I think so, dude. Like I'll be pouring water out of my fucking. Oh, that's ankles. disgusting. <laughs> I'll put it on the plants. They need it in the bunker. They're not getting any sunlight. No, they're not. And they need some water. We've got to ration it down here. Yeah. So it's a good idea. Yeah. It's gonna go a long way. Budgiesmuggler.com, maybe dot au. Follow the prompts if you want a shot at glory of becoming the most ordinary rig in Australia. Tom and I will be there hosting the event. It's going to be a who's who, but it's also going to be one of the great do's all time. Yeah, at the Ivy Pool, October 29, the top 10, I believe. Now, if you've got a skill, that's going to help because much like these sort of competitions, skills, you know, like a a talent quest sort of thing, can you juggle, can you blow smoke out of your If you've got the skills to thrill. Yeah. You're a sniff. Yeah. Can I speak of a skill a, a friend of mine used to have? Um, I won't name him, but you know him. And it's it was responsible for some of the biggest laughs that I've ever had in my life. And there's a, actually, I haven't thought about it for ages. I almost yearned to be back there. It was like, you know, your early teens. And there used to be these videos similar around the same time like Jackass was coming out and shit. They were called Tensions. And it was like bodyboarding uh, videos mixed in with like jackassery sort of stuff. And so we would like try and emulate it. But our mate, he used to be able to suck air into his asshole, <laughs> And then he'd roll over on his back and we'd put talcum powder on his butthole and he'd fart clouds. And it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And also really disconcerting when you could hear his bum hole go... <laughs> And like suck air in, and dear God! And he'd do as much. He'd fill his <laughs> fill his asshole up with air, and he'd go quick, quick, quick. And you'd have a glass full of talcum powder and, a, and like a, a tablespoon. You go quick, 
I've never heard of that. I've heard of queefs on demand, but I've never heard of... Sucking air in. You know. The breathing asshole. No. Yeah. There you go. Budgiesmuggler.com. Uh, if you would like to, if you've got that talent, I mean, that's going to get you... You've got one. an ordinary rig with that talent? That's almost gold, gold, Dude, you gold. Dude, get, you're getting over the line in my book. You're certainly getting over the line in my book. 100%. But you're running out of time. Who, who would you say has got the most ordinary rig of the grand final? Let's just think about the teams. Is it Junior Bolo? I don't want to say anything to offend the great man. He's yeah. big and he's intimidating as fuck. But like, Regan Campbell-Gillard, actually, I'd say. What sort of nick is Sean Lane in, do you reckon, underneath all that? That's a great point. He's just a beanpole, dude. Dude, Slenderman. Do you remember saying Slenderman? He's like, I'm not, I think that's pretty ordinary. No, I think Sean Lane's actually the, the greatest call. Sean Lane's just a skinny dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not much, you know. He's not, he's not. Getting the tongues wagging. But also sure. an ordinary rig who's just doing the damn thing. Excelling. Yeah, being great. Mick Ennis has him in his Australian side. I saw that today. I saw that today. Don't know if, I don't know if it's going to go that way for you, Mick, but I, I see your point. I wouldn't mind seeing Sean there. Worst body in the grand final. Point Most ordinary rig, sorry, in the grand final. I think that's fair. Point certainly seen. Yeah. Uh, Budgie Smuggler.com. October 2nd. Entries finish. Get in if you want to represent the community. You've got less than a week. You've got less than a week. This week's the week. The week's the week. This week's the week. This is the week. Now, shout out to the great and powerful David Warner who came on All Talk last week. It was absolutely fantastic to talk to him. One of the greatest openers I've ever produced. If you haven't listened, go back and listen because we'd encourage that. Shout out to KO on Fox Cricket for, for teeing that up. Um... But here's a little clip from the interview for you to have a little peruse. Did you you had a cricket coach when you were a bit younger who tried to make your bat right-handed? Yep. What? Yeah. What was that yarn like? When why did that happen? Yeah, God bless him. Yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago, and he was oh, he was an awesome, awesome coach. Like he was. So, in 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 short, I had so much power left-handed and kept him hitting the ball in the end, kept him getting caught. And he's like, we have to work out a way how you keep hitting the ball on the ground. Like you're going to get caught all the time if you keep hitting it in the air. So we tried batting right-handed, and I was pretty much the same. But I just only had one shot that I hit in the air that was playing a pull shot. And everything was along the ground, playing a cover drive, a straight drive, on drive, right-handed. So he said to me, all right, we're going to bat right-handed for a whole year. And I ended up scoring the same amount of runs, but I just felt I had no power. I felt like I couldn't play that hoik down the ground or you know, that hoik over mid-wicket that I'd like to do. Um, and I just felt like I had more control. Mm. Um, how old were you? I was 13. Do you understand at all how frustrating it might be for the general cricketer <laughs> to know that you just went, oh, fuck it, I'll play right-handed and scored the same amount of runs? Well, you talk to the boys now. I batted for a whole a couple of sessions in um, Sri Lanka recently right-handed playing spin and I didn't get out. <laughs> oh and like, God. it's just one of those things that where I can sweep naturally, and I'm going to big note, unbelievable, better than a lot of the guys in the team, <laughs> like better than Gaza, mm. um, sweeping the ball right handed. I come try and sweep the ball left handed. I'm absolutely horrendous. Really? Yeah, I can't sweep left handed. Had you always practiced right handed when you were growing up? Like, how much of it? I think over time, getting my weight over my front foot has been hard with my right leg. So lunging forward, because yeah. we just don't do it right in Australia. We don't sweep. Mm. But playing the reverse sweep so much, getting my front foot out and just having more sort of flexibility, I think it's helped. So then when I bat right-handed, I can get right out there. 
It's so right. weird because I measured it. I measured how far I can come out and meet the ball right-handed and how far I come out. It's almost a bat length. Really? Yeah, really? difference of how far I can reach out. What's that about, flexibility? Or so like? my, fl- my hip flexors, on, when I'm batting left-handed, I can't get over my front knee. But on my left side, I can get right over it. All right, now that you've heard a bit of David Warner, I think it's time we dribble, Eddie, and, and we wrap this bitch up from the bunker. Let's dribble. Tom, Eddie, Dior Tobler. It's a curry curry drive through dribbler here. Now, it's not the time for origin stories and where the name comes from, but in saying that, some other dribblers probably already caught up in saying they're the drive through dribbler. But there's not one cunt who spent more time in a Macca's drive through than me. And if you think I'm not joking, I haven't had a single hot meal in over a decade that wasn't passed through the driver's side of a window of my car. Now, I'm fucking pumped. And I can already hear the soy boy dribblers whining about the forward pass. You haven't got any skin in the game because your team's annual leave started three weeks ago. But I pose this to all the Cowgirl fans. Would you give back that hollow win against the Beta Tigers? Might I remind everyone that they need reminding come last? Would they give that win back and have the rest call on that forward pass and go through to the grand final? You're damn right they'd give it back. They'd give it back in a heartbeat. What about that dive from Valentine Hearns? They would have looked out of place on a three-metre springboard against the Sharks. Would you give that back? Yeah, you'd give that back too. What I'm saying here, dribblers, is that the rugby league gods giveth and they taketh. And fuck me, did they taketh. Take if your licks. Gusso forever. Forward passes never. I couldn't get I couldn't get away from the fact that there was a kid crying in the background for that whole thing. And he's just like, Dad, what are you doing? Ooh. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, the drive-through dribbler. Yeah, I'd also call him the uh, the daddy dribbler, but the drive-through dribbler. I mean, because it was like him him going through drive-throughs was a nice little origin story there, but it was basically you dribbling while your kids like fucking whinging in the background. Ooh. Ooh. Sounded like you needed some attention, dude. But I appreciate you prioritizing the importance well, of the Well, listen, at the, the end of the day, child. dribbling yarn's more important. Yep. We, all, we all know that. We all know that. So I think we just, we accept that as fact. Yep. Um, I think he was just merely making a point around the rugby league gods taketh, giving and taketh thing away. Giveth and taketh. They do. Rugby league gods have giveth and they've taketh for, you know, millennia. as long as the game's been Well, going. millennia. Yep. Since the dawn of time itself. Yep. Good dribble. Oh. Guys, I'd just like to alert you on something very serious that's happening right now. The sun. The sun is... The sun's exploding. It's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. I've waited a long time for this. And Paris pulled through. 2022 Premiers. I know we're only in the grand final right now, but 2022 Premiers, Parramatta Eels. All I'd like to say to the press, to the media, to Tom, to Eddie, to Dior, Cobbler, everyone out there, all the doubters, is we did it. The Parramatta Eels, 2022 Premiers. Yes, I'm that confident. I'll leave you with that, boys. The sun is exploding. Well, listen, we're, we're certainly taking every step to make sure that we're safe if the sun is to explode.
So I don't I don't think it will be exploding personally, but I'm not fucking running the I'm not running the. Game. Well, it's a hell of a risk to run, Tom. Now that we're here, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty confident that we'll be fine. Yeah, I was. I mean, he was very emotional, which seems like the Parramatta fans are crying just to make the grand final. It's yeah. like you haven't made a grand final since the '80s. You just haven't won one. Like you don't. I don't know about crying because you made the grand final. Like, I don't care. Do it, like, do whatever you want. But I'm just saying, like, that's a loser's mentality. We're just happy to be here. It's not, a, it's not a good sign. No. It's almost like they've won their grand final by making the grand final. Correct. That's how it sounds to me. That's how, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. All these fucking Beta Eels fans. Boys, just want to start off by saying, uh, Barley Queens, um, second Barley. off. I just wanted to um, go into, does this change heads and tails with the with the passing of the Queen? Um, King Charles, obviously, much denser head. Um, lots of wrinkles, um, all of that jazz. So there's going to be a lot more detailing on, on the head side of the Queen now. Um, will this raise the chances of heads in heads and tails? Um, with the, the summer of ripping and tearing coming up, capped off by Anzac Day, I think I'm going to be back in heads a lot more if Charles... Big heads on it. So, um, yeah, Barley Queen, heads forever. Cheers, boys. Look, I don't know where this triple's calling from, but um, there's an old adage that I know that I've always gone by specifically when it comes to two-up, but generally in my life. And that's Tails Never Fails in New South Wales. So I don't give a fuck how densely creased and wrinkled Kingy's face is. From my understanding, from the inside words, from the people I know at the Mint, Eddie, each side of the coin must be exactly the same weight. Look, I understand what you're saying, Tom. I know that the old age of Tales Ember Fails in New South Wales rings true. I, I can't tell a porky. I can't tell a lie. If they've got coins with the king's head on them at the next Anzac Day, Anzac Day 2023, it's going to be on my mind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be unavoidable. Well, are his hands going to be in shock? So if they've got to do those big fat fingers, then that changes things. It's going to be unavoidable for me now not to be thinking about that, mm. going, does that big fucker, does he flip? Are you going to flip truer? Harder? Well, maybe we need More to get honestly, a hand on a couple of kingy coins. We're going to have to. We're going to have to run our eye over them. Yeah. We're going to have to do the, t- the tough stuff ourselves, Tom. In fact, we will be doing that for the punter and the dribbler in the lead up to next year's Anzac Day. Just to let you know what we see because mm. it's a good point yeah it's not a bad particularly point. if he's particularly if he's got his hands up like this if he's like that and he's you're all in f- some trouble he, yeah you're in big trouble there you go good dribble on we go hey lads physio dribbler here just i'm um, driving to the child care to pick the kids up and uh i saw something Peculiar. The bloke sitting on his, uh, well, sitting on the grass at the front of his house, of all places, clipping his toenails. I remember, remember a few years ago, there was another bloke I used to work with who, um, he reckons that toenails grow from out, so he just, like, he, he, he puts his toes over the toilet bowl and cuts his toenails so the nails land straight into the toilet bowl and he flushes them. That got me thinking. What do you boys do? What do you what is that considered uncouth? What 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 should you do? What do you want to hear the the, the 
professional opinion of Thomas and Edward. Yep. No, we, we get we get. No, no, we <laughs> yeah. Toilet paper. Yeah. Better than you just lay down some. Yeah, you just yeah, lay yeah. down and then it, yeah. collects, it collects and then you scrunch it up and throw it away. It? I would say over a toilet bowl, not the worst idea, but I'd prefer to be able to do it while I'm like watching something or doing, you know, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have a, a problem with the toilet bowl approach. No. I don't have an issue with it. That that dribble did spark a memory in my mind. I um when we were driving on the weekend, Ella and I up to Walker, we stopped at a set of traffic lights and next to us was like a bus stop and a guy was sitting there and he was just fucking plowing his nose and eating it. Oh just working it and just going bang. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And we were looked at each other I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Did, he, did he look like he was a, a few chippies short of a Happy Meal or was he just a someone who liked to he looked like he'd, pound his own nose? He looked like he worked at EB Games, but... Which is neither here nor there, but it does it does paint a picture. Like, if you work at EB Games, is there a chance you pick your own no, nose and eat it? Oh, a much higher one. Yeah. Yeah, at the bus stop in full view. Dude. Just working. How old? Late thirties, fuck that. Early forties, dude. People early are, early forties, dude. And you, yeah, we worked at EB Games for sure. Then, like that's that's gross, bro. It's so gross. Like picking your nose and eating it is. As a child, I get it. You don't understand what's going on, but for you to fucking carry that through, and no one's like. Firstly, it's obviously a failure failure of parenting. But like, you're a, you're an adult now, brah. I don't care how many fucking Dota fives you're selling. Stop eating your fucking boogers. Like, stop doing it. Stop it. He was working too. Oh, I bet he was. That's also, like, you worked. Oh, no. Stop. He was working for it. If you still fucking pick your nose and eat it and you're not six, six and under. If you're over the age of six and still pick your nose and eat it, then you're a fucking disgrace. You're an absolute disgrace. You need to sort your shit out. I fucking hate that shit so much. <laughs> good stuff. Let's move on. All right, last one. Uh, good. Lads, CBA dribbler here. Uh, long time, first time. I just wanted to drop you blokes a, a note to let you know that I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking for most dribblers when I say that you blokes drag us through the working week. Your, your buddy do. And i tell you what, Tuesdays is a, is a long day because there's no about even, there's no bloke in a bar pod. I'm fucking dry on a Tuesday. But Mondays, Thursdays, favourite days of the week. Friday speaks for itself. Wednesday, bloke in a bar, about even. And and even though you every day for you blokes is a public holiday, just know that you are making the working man work a bit harder. So keep up the great work. Really appreciate it. Unfortunately, uh, South are out. I guess we'll uh, see the sun explode next week. Cheers, boys. Bye. What a lovely young man. What a fucking stand-up guy. What a, what a fine young gentleman. What a what a 
bastion of, of moral ethics and, you know, ethics and morals and upstanding morals and ethics. And upstanding be they. Be those morals. What a fucking great guy. I tell you what, he's a credit. He's full credit to his mum and dad. Full credit to the boys and to his mum and his dad. What a tremendous, tremendous gentleman. It's always, it's always very heartwarming to, to remind, uh, of a reminder to know that the, the punter and the dribbler are of the absolute highest quality. And, well, of the highest order. And exemplified by this gentleman and his kind words, true as they are, absolutely just gorgeous. Well, look, although they are true, Tom, it takes a certain sort of individual, an individual with a backbone yeah. and a real sense of self to get on the blower, yeah. call in, and speak the truth. Bit of chutzpah. Oh, yeah, he's got plenty of fucking go about him. That, that man's all chutzpah. Yeah. Hutz. Um, okay. Um, look, and we obviously apologise to you that Eddie was... Give it a hutz. Give it a hutz. Yeah. It's a chutzpah. Got to really lean yeah, into it's a, it. It's a Jewish Chutzpah. thing. Chutz. Chutzpah. No, it's not. It's not hurus. It's not fucking hurus. Spaniard. Give it a hurus. Hurus. Hurutzpah. Hurutzpah. Is it a hurutzpah? Yeah. Good shit. Quite a great guy. Shout out to that guy. All right, cunts. We'll be down here in the bunk for the rest of the week. Uru. Bye bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?